Welcome to the Wale and Yemi football pod. Man, Bex 48. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. When you talk about it, I say, so Bex, Bex. So, so Kino old pass Bex. Yeah, Bex. I think Bex older than Guy Neville. Yes, about a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Very good friendship. Then. Ah, yeah, very good friendship. Yeah, very good. Alright, we're recording. By the way, alright, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, guys. Um, took a while before got going. Like, well, a lot of life minutes. issues to Yeah, a lot of yeah, <laughs> including the iPhone eight issue. We just had to, just had to be our minds. There are some things I just can't go on this this podcast, man. Alright. <laughs> Once again, welcome, guys. To avoid censorship. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, see, we can swear, we can do everything, but to avoid the uh, uh, unnecessary virality. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much important. All right, yeah, me's here, I'm here, and um, we're coming off. Um, did you party this weekend? No, I didn't, actually. So my party was in contrast. I was at a party, yeah, big shout out to Femi Odebumi and his wife, yeah, got, got married. Uh, Femi is my way back friend from school, and. Um, I mean, mid-party, I, I felt ill. I was ill, by the way, but I just said, okay, I had to turn up but for my drink. you drank at the party, yeah. I didn't drink. I told you, I'm on... I'm on... Okay. I'm on water detox. Wale claims he has lost weight. He's joking. Seriously. <laughs> I've... I'm... Who's that, who's that okay, so I've been, I've been sober six days now. <laughs> 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 sober six days. Hi, I'm Wale, and I'm... Okay, I'm, I'm sober. Wale, I'm sober. I've been sober for six days. six days now. <laughs> Um, and I've been strictly on water, water. and lime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. a good one. Water and lime, yeah, so... And I'm enjoying it so far. You know what? I mean, I got to the party and with all of the whiskey... Beer, was never... At, at no point was I... Tempted. But I, well, I feel like I was missing action. Mm -hmm. Then my, the missus was with me, so... Although, she, I did drink when Madame D around, but... She was even surprised. Ah, holy well, you're not drinking. You're not drinking, I said... Oh, I just don't feel like it. So I have this water bottle that keeps me in check. Um, it's um, I think it's a one liter or oh, one and a half liter water bottle. What I'm lime in there, and I mean I'm I'm fine. So I'm six days sober and long may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> so big shout out to the other boomers. I also played a very interesting game. Um, first of all, no, no, no. So I played a bit of football. So I woke up really groggy. So I was hoping play football would just yeah. get it out of my system. Play football and it just wasn't. It wasn't clicking. So I I got to the wedding and because I've been manning Abada now. So you know that procession, the reception where you have to guys have to dance with the, 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 the couple. The, no, uh, but you guys gonna come out with the train and all that. With the trade. So we can't count ourselves one one, find find one fine girl and stuff like that. So it was my turn. <laughs> and the guy my friend don't give me under under there, like <laughs> give like fifteen or twenty. Maybe you spray. I mean I know Sabi dance like that. So as it was my turn to dance with the I just started to spray money as well. I steal the show for the wedding. So, ah, <laughs> now this guy spray money for <laughs> play the game. You know all this game about Wale. going to no, 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 no. Uh, You know this game about going to the crowd, go and find wristwatch, go and find, oh, go find. Played it till I got to the semi-finals, got knocked out. You know what knocked me out? The MC said I should go and look for a Lexus Kaki. I go there. Now only one day. I swear, I only want to see Lexus for that party. That's true. I swear, I swear. But I, I had to leave like, I mean, like 3 p.m. I wasn't feeling real well. Like, so, Madame just had to take me home. So, so it, was, it, was, it was still a good weekend because I, I consumed a lot of football while indoor. Mm. Yeah, a lot of football. It was really good. What about you? Um, okay, so my usual Saturday with the yeah, kids. Yeah, camp. Yeah, with the kids. 
Uh, thankfully, it didn't rain. It threatened to rain at first, but it just drizzled a bit. What is it with this weather these days? Ah, so yeah. it's raining on the island and it's sunny on the mainland. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's confusing. Yeah. I know that I checked the weather forecast. I checked the weather forecast every day now. Yes, sir. It was showing me 80% chance of rain. So I was really scared it was going to rain on Saturday. So it was all cloudy when I woke up in the morning, got to the island, it was still cloudy. I was like, ah, man. As we were playing, it started to drizzle a little mm -hmm. bit, and within 10, 15 minutes, it stopped. And the sun came out. Again? I said, okay. Blazing out. Then it went cloudy, really cloudy later, and the kids were able to play the second session. And did it rain at your place yesterday? Yeah, it did. Really Heavily, right? Much. Yeah. Really. Now, so I went for a birthday function in, for, um, yeah, Pastor Ashaolu. Um, related to my, my wife's side, and big shout out to him. Clocked 60 last week Wednesday, but the church service was... In fact, I, I came into Unilag yesterday, because oh. there was a small reception in Unilag. So, leaving Unilag, and about um, after the Brighton-Liverpool game was about to wrap up, yeah. and it wasn't raining at Unilag, but I got to Ikorudu Road, and guess what? Everywhere was fucking flooded. Hey. Like, fucking flooded. It was so flooded that you had to switch off the AC of your car ah. and go... See, the whole of the express getting to, you know where I always drop you? Yeah, at uh, Bakari. Bakari. That place was fucking flooded from like, let's say, Onipan. Uh -huh. If I was so flooded that the main express cars couldn't go through, uh -huh. they had to come through the service lane. Service lane also was still flooded. Going into um, this Baptist uh -huh. church, um, Shepherd Hill, yeah, Shepherd Hill. Yeah. And guess what? By the time we're done with that stretch and got to like, I Maryland. It was fucking sunny. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really, really sunny. I mean, this flood was so crazy that from Ojota, those guys coming from Ojota, coming down to Ojikorodu Road, yeah. there was like traffic from Ojota down because the, the water was uh -huh. like, the flood was, so I'm like, ah, what's, what's the fuck's happening now? On Sunday. Yesterday. Yesterday now. Well, I didn't step out of my house yesterday, so. I like the forecast actually said it was going to rain yesterday. Yeah, the forecast. Even, even today, the forecast says it's going to rain, but I'm still waiting for the rain. It might rain on the island, who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> if the forecast says it's 80%, it doesn't mean it will rain it's <laughs> in your place. <laughs> it might be somewhere else. <laughs> All right, so. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so after that, I was home. You know what's happened? So, while we were playing, yeah. while we were packing up for the day, so interestingly, myself, one of my coaches, Junior, and a new coach who just got Kutoi. Interestingly, three of us are United fans. So United game was going on. And one of them was watching it on his phone. Okay. Not ah, it's called United. I said, oh God. Uh, oh. That's how I didn't feel like watching See, the game. The again. chairman of the wedding went for. Yeah. He was okay. giving a speech. And United scored the winner. The oh. guy in a United fan. <laughs> Concierge everywhere scatter. <laughs> for the reception. <laughs> So as we are going, you know, I just zoned out. I don't know what you... Well, why don't you wait to watch the game? Yeah. But I said, well, let's be going. That's how we started going. We'll check uh, who scored, let's go. And game was one nil into the 90th. Minute. I just left it. So when I got to my area, for the other coach to drop and go his way, yeah. so we said, bros, let the wrong way know. How? I said, you know, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. you want to scope me this afternoon. I think, I think, I think. You not showed me this score. I said, it's not that thing. You showed me this. I, <laughs> I got home, came down. Oh, so you still didn't believe him? I didn't believe I got home, my son was in the room watching. I said, Jola. Hmm. So they beat United today again. They beat United. No, United won now. 
I said, you do you want to join me? <laughs> he said, no, you not tell one. So, man, come and kill me. The game was over, so they were showing that yeah. Okay. That's it. They'll show the highlights now. That's what I don't believe that. Crazy game. Actually won. So, that's something that's crazy game. I'm trying as much football as I could as well mm, mm. yesterday. By the way, have you ever gone on a stretch where you said, okay, I wasn't going to drink? Oh, yes. I've, I've done that a number of times. What was the longest you've gone? Uh, I don't know. I think it was 90 days. That's like three months. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, so why did you go back? That's not the motivation I'm looking for. That's not the motivation I'm looking for. You say you are coaching. I said, coaches get big better. I drink too much. You don't see when really. No, I don't do this. I say, we can talk now. Your husband said, get big better. See when Rooney is out now. Rooney is like 40. Uh, Rooney is 38. Rooney has a new job now. I hope you know. He's coming to Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like, I can't place my own. I can't. You know, one thing that I receive. And, it, and it's a part that I think... And please don't let us blame this on this whole English type of... No, 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 no. The Americans no, no, partly I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere, please. It's part of the dangers of the set of fans that are coming... Set of owners that are coming into the game today. A lot of them are still stuck in the persona, the glitz, the glamour of some of these old, so-called old stars mm -hmm. that they are caught in that. Ah, imagine if I have this kind of manager in my team it's going to lead to XYZ in terms of commercial benefits. Yeah, but it's a bad thing. But it's not a bad thing. But at the same time, you have a manager who wasn't to do badly, then you kick him out. <laughs> no, I feel I, I feel for Eustace. That's yeah. the name of the guy. I feel for him a lot because last season, I think he finished 17th, secured promotion, three games to go in the championship. They were not even supposed to be safe because mm. last season was a disaster. Yeah. But still had to keep them up. Right now, they've sacked him and they are currently sixth in the championship. They are in still they are in promotion places. So on what basis do you sack him? I can't so get it. Now you replace him with a guy who won 17 in 53 matches with DC United in MLS. Mm. Balance it. Yeah. I can't understand it. So that's why I said that. That's the danger of some of the new owners coming into the game. They are, they are, they are stuck in that era. Oh, like, ah, imagine if I have this big name. Taking over my club. I got a feeling that there's some very good guys that have made this decision, right? But I understand they are minority shareholders. So how does a minority... Minority will get marked. That's Tom Brady, right? Minority will get marked. I understand the pool of having Waza. They're also looking at what is happening with Rexham and how much of a pool Rexham have had. Even though most of Rexham's success has been off the pitch. Yeah. Even though, yes... With the owners? Yeah, with the owners. And it has also translated to a bit of success on the pitch. We then get the promotion first time, uh, first time out. So you see them looking at it and feeling, hey, you know, we need to get a big personality in. It could lead us to a lot of good commercial revenue. It could give us a good uh, standing on all indices. But it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Honestly, it, it doesn't, doesn't make any it doesn't. sense. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, like I tweeted, I I know how this ends. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that well. I don't I don't think that that Waza is ready for. I don't, I also don't think the Bermuda is a big job. Because I, I remember his last time in championship was good. Derby. Despite all of the financial, issues, you know, yeah. he couldn't spend, you know, he brought up a couple of players. He did well at Derby. 
And right now, Rooney is even positioning himself for a job bigger than Birmingham. So you talk about yeah, the fact that, hey, he, I want to go back home, but but even he, a big job but, offer comes around. But is he in the caliber? If we abuse himself, a man that deserves to get a chance at a big club? No. Yeah. He's not. So maybe I, I don't have an issue with Birmingham because I don't think Birmingham is a big club. I no, Birmingham are a big club. In the context, historically. Yeah, historically. Yeah. But right now, they where they are not, I don't no. think they are. So yeah. maybe it's another place for Waza to continue his learn, the learning curve. Because I think he also learned a couple uh, at DC. See, at DC United, Rooney was playing five at the back. Yeah, because, see, he wanted to start playing nice and pretty, Benteke, uh, who else again? Uh, Ravel Morrison was one of the biggest negatives he had because Morrison didn't work. They let him go. He was trying to bring him back again. It didn't work. But he was trying to play pretty, but he realized that, see, he didn't have the talent to be able to play pretty. So he had to switch back to five at the back. He was playing five at the back at DC United. You know, and it, it didn't work out. And they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. So, the beauty of being in the playing the MLS is you're not threatened by English. No, no, of course. Of course. That is what the Americans <laughs> want to bring to is English football. It's not going to happen. That's what they want to. You see, if they, have, if they really, really have their way, that's what they're going to bring. Yeah. And that negates anything called association Com football. Oh, yes. Completely. In association football, there has to be relegation and there and has to be promotion. promotion. Yeah. The pyramid is important. Very, very much important. Because if you don't do that, then you kill the pyramid. Oh, yes. All right. Um, maybe we'll talk more, more English football. I, maybe we'll just get there. You know my thing with this whole EFL and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... and, and the what, value you get from No, no, no. See, the EFL is... There's always value there. Um, there's always drama there. By the way, this weekend, Cheltenham came into the weekend as the only side who had not scored a goal, who had not won a game in the whole of the EFL. But the duck is over. They scored one. They scored Rob 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 Streets. That's them. Yeah, he scored. He them streets. I don't. <laughs> um, one one against Derby, but finally they scored their first goal of the season after eleven matches. Wow. After eleven matches, wow. so I'm sure there must be plenty of street parties in Cheltenham right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's a very very awkward and very very disgraceful record. Eleven games. Yeah, eleven games. No goal. No win. Nothing. And they haven't. They didn't fire the manager. Oh, he was one of the first managers to be fired this season, the EFL. So the new guy fired, did you have go? Yeah, so at least so, baby steps. Let's see uh, they did from there. <laughs> yeah, and another takeaway from the EFL has to be the championship, Leicester City. Yeah. And Leicester City looked like a premiership club when in exile. Uh, no, that, that's, that's what happens now. When, yeah, in exile. When you're like a fish out of water. Yeah, like, see, yeah. let's just take one season out. We'll yeah. come back. Mm -hmm. Because, see, right now they have 30 points. Yeah. In fact, so some are already saying that they were going to breach the, pre the point mark. Yeah. That was ready. Yeah. Uh, 2012, probably one and six points. Yeah, already, I think, is one of the best starts to, to a championship season. So, what they need to pray for is that they don't have any injuries. They have depth, they yeah, have the deepest squad in England in the championship. Right? How? If our guys come for this, let's go. Eh? Okay, the Let, they played Stoke, play Stoke this weekend, right? Mm. Ndidi was on the bench. Ian Ancho was on the bench. Okay. Vadi was on the bench. Uh, well, so, see, Leicester have three English internationals. They have Ndidi was 53 caps. <laughs> Ian yeah. Ancho, I'm not sure, I, I, as more, definitely, yeah. right? That is the depth they had on the bench. Yeah. So when they were one up, guess what? Mareska just said, okay, let's kill this game off. Brought on Vadi, brought on Ian Ancho, brought on Ndidi. Guess what? Those three guys contributed to the second goal they scored. Uh -huh. So that's the depth they have. Uh, Wood Fice, 
the defender. Yeah. It looks like this is not his level at all because he's just handling. He too was on the bench, and they still cruise. So I think that Leicester have. A, I think thirty-five matches more to go. Yeah, thirty-five more to yeah. go. Last, last, they will come second. Yeah, okay. Well, the gap between them and third is ten points already. Already like now. Ah, no. So they're I think third is pressing nothing. So they're coasting. Yeah, although the team in second have had a much more impressive start than them, based on where they're coming from, Ipswich. Oh yeah, you know, the interesting story is a very, very interesting yeah. one. Our former Max United, uh, former coach McKenna, he has a few United uh, uh, boys in the team. This is your former boys. Brandon's got a good yeah. goal this weekend. Yeah, so yeah, that's actually a good story. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They compared it to Tariko. Mm. I don't know if you remember Tariko. He scored the kind of goal he scored this week. I was the kind of goal Tariko scored for yeah, for, too. for Spurs. Yeah, for Spurs. Yeah, for Spurs, yeah, yeah. 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 So yes, hopefully it's sustainable. But Leicester is a very, very good side. Um, and their quality shows like they've only lost one game this season, which is like a misnomer all city. But you could see the golf and quality within them and the rest. The, it's primarily quality. But you know they talk about when you believe the hype that you are too good to go down. And yeah, that, I think that's what happened. Leicester lost twenty two Premier League games last season. Yeah. You deserve to go down that form. Yeah. You deserve right? twenty two games. And uh, they didn't nip it in the ball early enough, that's why. Mm. Queen's Park Rangers, by the way, have not won a game at home since March. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. Start. They lost once again this weekend at home. I think it was um, a bit themselves. I remember. Uh, but and Leicester also have a very good defense. Though. Leicester had one of the only four teams in the EFL, the seventy-two yeah. clubs, who have not considered in double figures. So uh-huh. they've considered only seven goals. The closest has considered 10 already. Uh, the closest is um, Portsmouth and um, I think um, Mansfield, then Oxford, all have eight and nine considered. Oh. Yeah. It's, I mean, you need a good defence as well in the championship. But that championship is cruel, man. You play 41 games. <laughs> have you how many? Not 41 games, 44 games. 44 games. Okay, they have 35 months to go and they've yeah. played already like 10 or 11. 44. 44 Mad. Are you still going to play? That's if you finish. <laughs> I'm also happy for Carrick, by the way. But those yeah, have picked up. Those have picked up. Yeah, yeah. I'm really yeah. happy for him. It's a good win they got. The one there. Maybe, maybe that'll be Sunderland this weekend. Yes, sir. The one this weekend. And that's the debut. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's good to see. All right, um, we gotta go. We gotta go with um, this EFL thing. But I like what Portsmouth are doing in League One as well. It's about time. Yeah, it's about at least get it's to the championship. Time yeah. The, Their top scorer is, is an ex-school teacher, by the way. Kobe Bishop. Kobe Bishop, bro. Yeah. He's behind... There's this guy that is very popular. You know, there are some players that are very popular in championship. Yeah. You know Jordan Rhodes? Of course. Jordan Rhodes yeah. at Blackpool these days. He too has like six goals or seven goals or so. Yeah, he plays at Blackpool. Rhodes don't go everywhere. Those are strikers that are bubbling under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bubbling under. There are some classic championship strikers. They yeah. don't go everywhere. You know, don't they, are, they are stuck in trade displays and that level. I swear. They do be secretary for No, no, no. You don't go to work. You don't go to work. All right. So let's come back home. MPFL and um, oh yeah, takeaways. Um, let's start spots in Lagos, who I believe are top of the table right now. Yep. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, four yeah, points. Four points. You go to you and get a point. You done well. That's some statements of intent. Yeah. Nil, nil. We are to you. Mm. Fat, I was a bit disappointed that you know, Fatah Shop could concede that kind of uh, result. But it's just, uh, I just hope this is the beginning of good things for Sporting Lagos. They have an interesting trip next weekend at Remo. 
It's not Tuesday morning. Oh, so it's back, back away games for them? No, no, no. They have a midweek game oh, okay. on Wednesday at home. I, I don't know who they're playing at home. I have to check those in the future. But they're going to Remo at the weekend. It's going to be tough. So that's going to be tough. And hopefully I can catch that game. It's national week, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, we should, we should try and yeah, watch that game. Yeah. That game. I was supposed to catch the Remo game yesterday. But yeah, I was. I was family function. But when I looked at the number of matches to watch... On Sunday. No, yesterday was loaded. I just said. I know, yesterday was loaded. No Even Saturday and Sunday was loaded. Yeah. You had yeah. Milan, Genoa, you know, good games. We could have. I tell you, that don't even watch all these games. So, uh, good for sporting. Good platform to build on. Hopefully, if they win at the weekend, I think uh, midweek, that takes them to seven. Puts them in a good platform to go and play Remo away. Remo, who had to come from behind? Yeah, <laughs> against Rangers. Against Rangers. After that uh, emphatic celebration for Rangers for scoring the goal. Yeah, that early. <laughs> I don't know what that celebration was for. Ah, ah, you know that? It was too early. Babala, shoo! Yeah, calm down. But then at the same time, um, it was the performance was systematic of, of Remo Stars, bringing through players from the academy. They had an 18 year old child who started in defense. Uh, who's and I think Remo have a thing for always considering first. Yes, and it's going to be a bit dangerous. Mm. But that if you have true. a striker like Sikri Halimi, you, you, yeah. you have a good chance of, mm. of yeah. being able to come back. And I understand, I haven't seen the clips of the goal, but I understand it's called a really lovely striker's goal, edit goal yesterday. But that one beats yeah. the goal Platinum United scored against, um, what did they play? The Zabia Yeah, Zabia The Scissors kick? Did you see? Have you no, seen I haven't that? seen that. Oh, jeez. What a goal. Now, here's my problem with <laughs> the goal. <laughs> Have you seen my post on that? No, I okay, so I haven't checked it. I didn't well. catch. I, I didn't catch the goal real time. So, okay. um, big shout to IBK. IBK Sports. So he is posted the video. IBK that is winning me. <laughs> he's posted <laughs> the video of the goal. Um, he's taking it from the MPFL live Twitter. Okay. And when I saw the goal, you couldn't see a clear view of the goal. Why? Yeah. Because of the placement of the, the eye camera. camera. Yeah. And that's why I feel like I like I said, that's the disadvantage of the eye camera. Yeah. Classic goals, beauties like this. You so deserve you to, to see them up close. Yeah. You need to package, and I could, I could not. As in, I, I just saw the cross, and the, I agree also celebration. This is one of the clips that I saw. How dark the, the production was. I, I think that they have to find a way to adjust the production. Yeah. And people, I hope people will not say that it's bad belly. It's not bad belly. Bad belly. I just think this is constructive criticism. I think that this is a fantastic goal that you can package and say. MPFL match yeah, with two goals. Yeah. Wale. This sells. This is, see, this goal basically. What puts, uh, why do we keep talking about Sikri Olatubos? See, me? let me shock you. Goal? This goal I'm talking about is better than Sikri Olatubos' mm -hmm. goal. This is a fantastic, clean one. Keepers beating and you could only see it from afar. Wow. I'm hoping that maybe there's still a clear, there's a closer shot to that goal. Maybe that'll be posted later on. But I think these are moments like this that you want to use to yes. sell the league. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I, I hope that there can be adjustments yeah. going forward. They couldn't even shoot. They couldn't show us the surround shooting. You understand? They had some technical issues. Oh, okay. The game from before that the was weekend. the beginning. Yeah. They couldn't show that. Uh, I think they need to take a good look at that. Ah, uh, the insurance second goal also was a good goal too. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the goal? I haven't seen. Any oh, yeah. That was that was a good goal as well. I understand there was very good crowds uh, in the north. As yeah, as well, as yeah, as usual, yeah. Yeah, so. And thankfully, Cano Pillars, Castellaneta went without incident. Yeah. That's yeah. a game that always yeah. threatens <laughs> fire and brimstone. But this time but around, it, was, yeah. it went without incident. Yeah, cool. 
Yeah, but another talking point I wanted to bring out from the EPFL was the, for example, yeah, Sports Lagos are quite United. All those 4 p.m. fixtures clashing with um, Premier League big games. Really I know there's nothing you can do. Really but is it, maybe, the, see, you like it or not, that can also affect viewership. Yeah. I mean, it's Arsenal Man City, for God's sake. And you give me Arsenal Man City, it gives Sports Lagos Aqua United. I know what I'm watching. <laughs> I'm not JJ Okocha, but I know what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> be very, very, very serious. No, so no. I, I'm, I'm saying the organizers could probably look and say, hey, maybe the big game for Sunday. How about we have it on an evening fixture? I agree. Because see, the Premier League, although they have, they have, they are also they, they are fiddling with one. Have you heard about it? Premier League wants to put in six pm fixtures on yeah, Sunday now. Yeah. Now the fans are revolting against it. Like, guys, when do you want us to get home? <laughs> Next is a Monday. You know, but that plan hasn't seen light of the day. Yeah. But how about you have an evening fixture? Maybe your marquee game. game. Yeah. Your marquee game. Put it probably around six pm or seven pm. My game. game. Put it on a Friday. Remember there was a time in this league where we used to have Friday fixtures live on Super Sports. Yeah, but I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of, of Friday games though. Well, it was a way to get a few eyeballs, and it, it worked successfully at the time. It worked in Lagos. Yeah, it worked in Lagos. It worked across. It worked in the East because yeah, I do remember games played in the East, especially Rangers, and that was that Rangers title winning season. We had I, a few I, games I, I, I probably agree with at you. night. I probably, yeah. but also you you want to consider. Your fans as well. I remember when Bundesliga brought Monday Night Football. You know the tries following us. The fans revolted yes, massively sir, against sorry. it. Massively against it. They shut it down. They kept up with it. Their Friday, <laughs> yeah, Saturday, 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 and Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. You know, so if we're gonna have Friday, we have to look at but see, at Friday, we don't have TV for now. Yeah. We have to have Friday. After have Friday. No, so, so I'm I'm hoping that maybe we could be creative with the scheduling. Yeah. Anytime there's a big game coming from the Premier League, especially. Yeah, put us put a game at night. Yeah, you don't want to be competing with the Premier League, who are you? Can't you can't. So, what for example, I'm, trust me, the numbers, the eyeballs for the 4 p.m. games in the NPFL. Drastically. Although you probably had people who were watching that one and also probably I know, I know, I know. But you also see, the, the beauty about the game, or the beauty you want is, you want people to also actively... Engage. Also to have people to go to the stadium. Go to the stadium yeah. as well. Why do you have the blackout on 3 p.m. fixtures yeah. in, uh, in England? In England. That's all idea. Yes, now. Encourage people to go to the stadium. You can also have one and say, okay, for some fixtures, you're not even streaming. Go to the stadium. Go to the stadium. And this thing starts, there are, there are policies. This policy, where they talk about? It has been since, since the 50s. Since, since the 50s. When I research I'm saying, where was the foresight? I did what did they think? No, no. Like they they think far. <laughs> no, what did they really think? They they think far. And guess what? That also applies in Spain as well. Yeah. They have their blackouts too. I think it's um five fifteen. You can't you can't games don't start five o'clock in in, yeah. in Spain. They start five fifteen. You know, so I think that we need to make be deliberate. The, yeah, be deliberate about it and say, see, there are some games, there are some days that we are not even going to stream any match. Go to the stream and go watch. Mm -hmm. Go to the town styles. Yeah, it's, it's that deliberated that is, of course, it's possible. It's possible. Like I said, the first start is Sunday game can be at night, 7 p.m. kickoff. Even we're having a conversation with Shola, Shola Dogu, who's the head of Sports Lagos Academy, and we're saying, I can't, that what is the state of the Oricon Stadium with respect to lighting? I told you what, the lighting is bad. As far as I'm concerned, in that stadium, yeah, he was saying, why don't they put Sporting Lagos matches in the evening? 
that he's sure that he will get, even get more people to come to watch Sporting Lagos games if it's in the evening. And I said, well, my problem first of all is that the lighting there is not good enough. Maybe using bad is too harsh. No, lighting is not good. <laughs> in fact, I'm, I'm not even sure. Okay, when we did the TCC final last year, no, there was no even lighting. No, we managed it for. But they did it for Super Six now. We managed it for Super Eight. So it's not good. It's not good. So let's, let's be serious. But yeah, we need to be a bit deliberate about some of these things. And the stadium like um, Uyo, Godzilla Fabio, fantastic. You can have a night game. Yeah, now. Um, which other one? I don't know about what, what the state of Sonia Bacha is at the moment, you know. But that's yeah, I should be able to. Maybe they want yeah. to choose to host AFCON. So that is the kind of style games. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hosting, Seth, uh, what are your thoughts on this 2030 World Cup thing? It's crazy. Across uh, how many continents? Three continents. Yeah. Ridiculous. Rid as in? Ridiculous. I don't know the kind of... I don't know whether it is that Martino smokes so. But well, some have, some have loaded it and saying it is thinking outside okay, of the so box. The problem, the, where, where I probably embrace it a little bit is because of the economic consideration given to South America. Because I did it, walk up to South America. No, the concern for, for South America is an emotional one. And that's what I'm saying. I'm you, they brought in, because of the economic limitations that they have for South America to potentially host, they've now put an emotive standpoint. Yeah, centenary. Yeah. So, on the, but my concern is for one, the ordinary fan whose country gets the bad luck of being drawn in the same yes, group sir. with Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Then you now say there's a problem. That means you're going to first trans, go on a transatlantic flight That's a trans to South America. Then when the game is done, you now fly either no, to Europe or to Africa. FIFA haven't considered they haven't. the players. They haven't. they haven't considered the fans, fans as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not even talking about the players now. We don't players, they don't care about players. But we, uh, they haven't. The they have, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I want to imagine the thought process that has gone into this. Okay, Spain, Morocco, Portugal. Those are even still close to themselves. And Some those six close. countries all have automatic spots to the world. Cup. Yes, now. So basically, we also hear that 2034 is signed and delivered. In Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Morocco. All those, if you the want Saudi to believe, you want to be called. If you know you like yourself. Don't come and be for 2034. So if you still say you're going to then you won't go to care. There's this that okay. How much is your work going to cost you to give it the money? Wow. Leave 2034 for us. Martino. Anyways, um let's still let's still focus on 2026 first, which also is like a three three a triple tights World Cup. World Cup between Mexico, USA and um Canada, but that still looks enticing, right? No, no, no. That's straightforward. Like, that's straight line. Like Jack my people self. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, over the weekend we know that um, the war between Israel and Hamas started, so yeah. no Israeli Premier League. So if you are looking for my capital, I heard that this, this guy has left the country, fled the country. Who? Robbie Kim. Oh, Robbie Kim is the coach at Maccabi, oh, uh, Maccabi oh, Tel Aviv. Oh, oh, you know who we are standing? Who? Rory Delap. Ah. And then two Jackma. I want Lomo. Oh, they fled, man. Ah. I understand Ruger also was in Israel, but left, the day he left was when the war started. Wow. Yeah, I think he went to perform in Israel. Wow. In Tel Aviv. Wow. The day he left was, hmm. was when the war broke out between Hamas and 
Man, that's that's really really creepy to see. When I see the pictures, terrible, terrible, terrible. really really terrible, really terrible. All right, um, but where do you stand on football players saying I stand with this? Zinchenko got some fire. Says he stands with Israel. We know he stands also in the Russia Ukraine as well. What do you think about? Do you think that footballers should be able to? I think to make a stand as long as we try and avoid it because you can never be in the right you can never be in the right try and avoid it as much as you can the war between russia and ukraine whatever, whatever side you decide to pick you're going to offend somebody yeah in this case as well whatever side you decide to pick you're going to offend so there are different sensibilities to the matter to the respective sides of the of the divide so if you say you stand with israel today you are obviously going to hurt a certain side who probably believe that they have legitimate rights to do whatever it is that they did or they're going to do. And if you stand with the other side, the other side will also think, look, guy, you should be reasonable enough. To. So I think altogether, just avoid it. Stay clear of it. Take care of the intricacies, take care of the politics. Just look away. Sit on the fence. And don't look I heard the English FA already having an emergency meeting, maybe today or tomorrow, planning if they should illuminate Wembley with the colors of the Israeli flag. I saw, I saw somebody put out a tweet. You know the political said, dimension also. I yeah. mean, the UK's I mean, uh, yeah. allies with Israel yeah. as well. That is a multi-dimensional. Oh yeah, thing. it's a huge issue that a lot of people. They, uh, a member of the EU put out uh, uh, a tweet, and another member of the EU, whatever parliament or whatever, responded. You know, that person put out a tweet saying, "Stand with Israel." They responded, "Who sent you stand with Israel?" I was your. Did you communicate to anybody before coming over? The federal government also wrote a letter now, over the weekend. Did you say the stand? No, stop the war. Ah. Say, well, you know we are part of uh, what we call the non-aligned movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to be... So neutral. we just did neutral. Yeah. So let's just call for peace. Yeah. Call for war peace. peace. <laughs> Let peace reign. Oh, God. So just just avoid it. Just stay. It's clear for me. You know, you can never be in the right to just man, we, need, we need the world to be at peace. Man. Yeah. So no Israeli Premier League. For those who go deep into betting, there's also a Palestinian Premier League. Oh, yes, there is. There is. Yeah, so there is. all of that on hold for now. <laughs> too bad. Too, too bad. And uh, the Euros, Euro qualifiers. Oh, yeah, UEFA suspended everything, yeah. yeah. Suspended everything until for that they, they continue monitor, monitoring the situation. It's crazy. Really crazy. All right. Um, now, let's talk about Serie Grassi, shall we? Because we have to address the madness... <laughs> The Guinean is doing right now in the Bundesliga. He's got um, goals. already surpassed his goals total from last, from last season. season. Did only eleven, 11 last, last season. season. I mentioned it on this spot a couple of weeks ago how Uliune somehow so, pushed into yeah. Bayern, and Bayern will be looking like, like wow, wow. They would have saved thirteen goals. They would have saved a shitload Sco- of money. Scored a hat trick instead of hurricane. Yeah, scored a <laughs> hat trick against um, Fulsburg, um this past weekend. And he's really, really he's prime. He's young, yeah. And he has been potentially a late bloomer while at 26. Eh, but he don't dig. Yeah, I know. That's why I say potentially late bloomer. He's been around this the block. This is silly now. This is the highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been around the block for like for four bit, years yeah, now. Four uh, years. Since run of five. It's been around. He's been grinding yeah. in France for a while now. So, uh, But I think with Stuttgart, now, it just all comes full circle. Yeah, for, for him. But it's good to see that he's sending signals going to the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah. And it's not just only Girassi. It's about the African strikers. 
Although I thought that the Gerasi thing got um, a bit, um, what word am I looking for here? So something happened last weekend. After last weekend's round of games in the Bundesliga, the official Bundesliga handle tweeted about the top scorers. But guess who they used as the poster boy for it? Oh, they used Hurricane. And people and like, he's not the top scorer. Hurricane's the top scorer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm waiting for them to. To send to update. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Update. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's sitting like this. He always feels all of this. He's a uh, sentiment. You get. No, but Hurricane is a superstar. Man. He's a global superstar most. But the thing is that Hurricane is the global superstar. He is supposed to be the poster boy of the league at the moment, you know, after making such a big move from England. But I don't understand you if you look at it from the sentiments that look, this guy is ripping the league up, 13 goals in seven games. He has to be the guy in the front corner. 13 beautiful goals. goals not just Rassi doesn't score ordinary goals. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you have to say that um, we'll have to check the update to be sure that... Oh, no, I'll definitely, definitely check. check the update. I'll definitely but check. It's, it, this success story epitomizes landing in a place where maybe you just fit in or you're just immediately comfortable and the environment just embraces you and takes you and you also just click into gear. And um, it's been a good start to the season for Stuttgart as a whole. Yeah. Uh, a team, a, a, a team of old who have suffered for quite a while and somehow are gradually finding their, their feet. They are like the Union Berlin of last season. Yeah, and you like know, we said... And Union are suffering. Oh, yeah, suffering, <laughs> massive suffering. <laughs> and like we mentioned, I think it was two episodes ago, our Stuttgart have always carried on with Old. producing good yeah. strikers. Uh, someone, someone mentioned... One, that had to do with Mr. Kakao. Kakao, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay, I'm on... I'm on Bundesliga's official page and so far I never see anything. They never update. Ah, uh, why now? The last time they updated something was uh, three days ago. Are they scared? They're still preparing. You don't see that international week. Ah. Uh-uh. So maybe the graphic artist did break. Ah. Uh-uh. Are they scared? You know, I'm looking for sincere grass here. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I have someone here. Something here. It's not on the you know, Bundesliga has the English page. Yeah. Now, on the original Bundesliga that's, that's written in German, uh, three hours ago, let me try and translate what they've written here in <laughs> German. Uh, let me see if there's a translation. Okay, translate post is here. Now, VFB scorer Ashtag Irasi with a mega record just like FC Bayern veteran um, ES Mullet. I think that's Thomas Muller, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they post a picture of... Um, now, see what I'm talking about. See, where Gurasi is. Not only in leg. No, in leg, sure. <laughs> Fucking bastards. So, where is his face? Abana. You know, Abana. You, you, you can imagine. Like the show. You, you can just imagine. <laughs> this was three hours ago. You know, but I'm waiting for the English words. You can see. Oh my God. Anyways, we'll keep on monitoring the situation <laughs> with <laughs> But Grassi definitely won the odd shots oh, to yes. the quarter at AFCON. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So we need to look after that. For Guinea? Guinea have a decent proposition. Um, there's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nabe Keita, who, who's the captain. Keita is a vital Bremen yeah, these days. So they, they, and they've proven in the early years, in the years of Titi Kamara and the like. Yeah, that's the last a, big striker they yeah, had, right? To be a very stubborn team. Mm. Um, they've 
Remember the plus the show we did qualify for the 2012. Oh yeah, just a few in Abuja. So they build a team who've been there or thereabouts. Um but you see the, the problem is the African football is somewhat different. You can be lighting up Europe and then you come to the AFCON and you're having a different conversation. The draws are this Friday now, Ali. AFCON draws 12. Yeah. Today is 8. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where, where Guinea find themselves. But uh, uh, watch out for Garazi. It'll be nice to see how well he does at the AFCON. All right. Um, I used to think Guinea had a good run of strikers, but I think only mm. Tito Kamara. Kamara is the shining light. Yeah, but this one comes to mind too. Uh, what's his name again? Fude Masari. Fude Masari. You don't remember Fude Masari? Play at Toulouse? Yeah, Masari was also, I mean, on the content was good and did well in France as well. But Tito Kamara is. Kamara mm. played Liverpool now. Liverpool versus West Ham. Yeah, but I, I think I remember. But Liverpool is more. Yeah. So, see, I mean, if you say Grassi can, can carry Guinea alongside Navigator. Mm -hmm. Navigator is very crucial for them. Yeah. Very crucial for them. So, we'll keep an eye on them. We'll see if we get them. I think we are they're in we're port in, four. We're in port two. We're, we're in, in port, port two. two. I think Guinea are in three or four. Are they not in two? Yeah, Anyways, we'll see. We're from the Champions, they did too. Mm. We will get multiple dishes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, but still in Germany, Victor Boniface. Well, the first is still doing a good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leverkusen look like the real deal. I do, are you finally on my not, page? No, I'm not still joining you. <laughs> this is not the first. I wish someone can go on a bet with me here. Hey, go and place the bet now, Wally. Put some good money on no, it. No, the value will have dropped now, I think. It wouldn't have been like should, the beginning of season. Get a, but I'll still get it. I'll, 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 like 10 odds now. Yeah, I'll, I'll go find it. I'll go check it out. Let me let me let me check here. Uh, yeah, let me check. Um, like ten odds on no, 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 it will have dropped. No, no it will have dropped. Yeah. No. The, 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 if, it were, if the odds were long, it will have shortened now. Um let me see. Let me see what it it's is. Right now. How many points are you using to do by? It's just two points. This is to be a good ten points on winning the league. Okay, here it is. Um Bayern to win the league mm. um, is at... Um, That's the one that I've gone up. Bayern to win is at 1.25. Can you imagine? Leverkusen to win the league is 7.25. I'm jumping on this <laughs> with at least at least 10k. I swear. I swear. I'm, no, if they say put your money where your mouth is, now me that they talk to. <laughs> Man, 10 grand on this is 72,500. Is it worth the wait till next year? <laughs> Inflation in this in this shaggy. <laughs> inflation was after inflation to that. <laughs> because that guy has to wait till May or April. To claim your money. My tank might be three K with inflation right there. <laughs> um, oh ah, okay, wait, let me up the stakes a bit to twenty thousand eh? One forty-five thousand. That's one forty-five k. If it be like ninety k next <laughs> April, that laughing don't be like uh, one five, one seven. Ah, oh boy. <laughs> but either ways, it's still good value. No, yeah? It's still good value. It's good value. If you are patient. Yeah, <laughs> this are the patient ones. Yeah, but but see, the good thing here is, I think you should be able to combine it. So let me see. Um, the winner of the French league. Uh, no, just add it. Oh, Paris by small man. that with Leicester. Let's win the championship. Yeah. yeah, I think I think 
Leicester are also odds on favourites to win. No. Let me see. Us two that have done, gone down. No, they'll have gone down. They are 1.82. But um, that's good. Yeah, 1.82 and 7. That's about 14 or 15 odds. Ah, wow, that's good. This is 13. Uh -huh. So if I'm if I'm going 20k on this one. That's 263. It brings you 263k. Yeah, so your 263k might just be 200,000. I'll take it, man. I'll take it, man. <laughs> I'll still take it. <laughs> I'll still take it. <laughs> ah. No, 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 no. So if you're listening, man, I've just given you yes, some man. investment opportunities here. Pointers, the question is duly advised. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> it is, it is. But I've given you. Uh, at a division, definitely. I don't think I actually uh, winning. Huh? But don't first dial with you. Yeah, it's Jekyll and I. You don't know us. <laughs> you don't know us. But finally, I've been been good this been season. Very, very consistent. Yeah, PSV also have been. I see. see I actually just called this guy. That one, and they said they put it in one technical. This guy stole them now. Just bring it. Van der Vaart. Call Van Gaal. No, they put in one technical committee to tell him to come and coach. Just tell him about. Just help us. Then they can sort the issues out. Because in the last goal, I saw a picture of him sitting in the. They lost stand. yesterday. Yeah. So has he? I think two goes to one. Yeah. Two back from looks lost. Looks like it's very painful. I was happy with the move. Extremely but, happy. But um, I think it's gone to a team that that is in the midst of a mess. Yeah. And when you go to that kind of side, yeah, you realize yeah. that. They are finished. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's what's wrong. I think that's also also wrong with players like that go to United also. Yeah. United are in stuck in a rut. Yeah. So until they get out, you despite your anything. despite your individual ability, man. You won't see you yeah. won't do everything. Not you to happen. Alright, so um what else again? Oh, Bayern Munich. I under, I, they came into the game and I saw their home record against Freiburg. Come on. <laughs> they have not <laughs> lost at home to Freiburg since nineteen ninety-three. Uh-huh. That spanned about twenty-five games. They won twenty-two of those twenty-five. Drawn so, three. That's a banker. Sure banker. And um, it was easy. But it was good to see a throwback of Hurricane. Hurricane, the throwback of dropping deep, deep. linking play. It was no, really I good. Think, I think it would um, it would thrive a lot at band playing that way because of the pace that they have on the wide Yes, 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 yes. So him being able to attract defenders to himself and being able to lay on into the spaces that those guys are going to run into. Ban would be a very dangerous weapon when things really click into gear with him playing that way. Uh, so I have absolutely no issues with him. I think he will continue to score tons and tons of goals. Only owners came out to confirm how much they actually spent. That is 95 million euros and not anywhere near uh, 100 million euros as uh, likely reported. Mm. But look, Kane will do the business, he will score the goals. Uh, what is left is Ban as a collective. Collective being from a defensive standpoint, how solid can they be? Can they Did they get Jeremy Button? No, they, they didn't sign him anymore. They didn't sign him anymore. There was maybe good it was signs. maybe it was shit in training. No, they said it was actually really good. So why didn't you sign him? Well, I don't know. Someone along the line just said, no, they were gonna take him. I don't know why. Maybe you know how the, you know how those higher ups advance. Yeah, no, be? see that's that's a big problem. Yeah. See, ban be like bank. No. You just don't make decisions. Yeah. Decisions have to go all the way up. And he has to go through pam, the... Pam, pam, yeah. yeah. So, they didn't take up the, the chances. I said it was really... I, I read the report. I even said it on... I but maybe on also their defensive walls are easing gradually. I think Upamecano and um, Kimin Jaya back. Back, yeah. Yeah. Then I think Matisse the Little also should be back. 
after the international break. I think Matthew Zilt is the one that uh, Tuko had an issue with at, at the start. So hopefully the easier. Once they can find the balance, I think Bayern would, would be. By the way, do you know that Scott McTominay was close to Jeremy Bayern? Yes, no. When they were looking for a uh, number six. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, in case of our Burkula Alright, so uh Bundesliga also is quite exciting this weekend. Dortmund exciting game. See Dortmund can Dortmund, Dortmund can give, can raise your high blood pressure and just slam it. <laughs> that's classic Dortmund. I mean Dortmund took the leader immediately, relinquished it. Dortmund are a very, very useless side, you know, basically. You know. But they won the game four two. Four two, yeah. That's, Dortmund is Dortmund. Yeah. And that's why I won't trust them to win the league. No. No. Yeah. You can't trust them. You and can't. they've been like that for a long while. For years. Yes. Even on that club. That, like that, yeah, that's been the identity. Yeah. Very unstable. Yeah. When they want to be good, they can't be good. Club, when they want to be bad, out, yeah. that's that's the nature of the yeah. club. That's the nature of the club. Maybe even from right their days in '98, they've the been. The they play some good stuff. I, yeah. I, they've, I, always I played, yeah. they've always played part of the best football in Germany. Yeah, but that consistency, the nerve, the psychology mm. of champions. Yeah, they don't have it. They've had relative success. Winning the Champions League at the point, being champions of Germany, being able to f get through that mental block, the mental barrier. But as a club, as a whole, is their tradition. They will give you very good highs, and when they slam you down to earth like this, it's really like on the well. other side, Leverkusen seems to have found a, a balance, right? Yes. Uh, or so do you think it's just a river of the moment thing for them? You, you know, you are already sold. No, I'm sold. Leverkusen. I was sold from the one. <laughs> I'm still in doubt, but they have certain elements of the team that I really like. One of them is Dr. Soda, who I'm a big fan of uh, defensively. Once he was linked to Manchester United, I was like, that's the guy that they should get. I'm really sold on him. I liked him a lot. I, I like Florian Witts, who I think is a player that I think a lot of Premier League clubs will be going after in the summer. Baby Havertz. Not when he has that Baby Havertz tag on him. <laughs> We still have one of us that we are still praying <laughs> on the mountain. <laughs> and you know the overall balance and being able to bring in you know that kind of experience mm. with Shaka, Grimaldo, someone who struggled at Barcelona, uh, went to Benfica, really had a good time. You're so, a soft man as well. Yeah, so I like I like the mix and what the, the beauty of Germany and the way German teams are built is how they're able to attract players from their rivals. So Hoffman coming from Mönchengladbach, why would the good deal with Mönchengladbach allow yeah. probably their best player to go to Leverkusen? But they're able to do that. They're able to find ways to attract these best players to join. And also, you you also would like teams that are that are deliberate about their scouting. Look at them snapping on Victor Boniface from Uno Sengale. That in itself is another aspect that you see that this is a team that is thinking. That is building. Yeah. And it's part of the antecedents of Leverkusen over the years. If you go back from the years of Top Muller, when they had Balak, they had uh, Oliver, Oliver Neuville, Oliver Neuville uh, Zé Roberto, yep, yep. and the like. So Later on, Dimitar Berbatov. If, if, if only they can snap out of the Leverkusen tag and finally break the mental barrier, then you have a really I, I, good And, and that's where I, I might worry for them. Maybe not now, but the second half of the season. Yeah. When the weight of history is now coming now, down, yeah. yeah, never cushion, never cushion. How do they deal with it? But maybe the good thing here is the players don't know what it takes. They don't. They've yes. never been there. And secondly, they are just coming there for the first time. Or not, 
the story surrounding Xavier Alonso. Yeah, to Real, uh, apparent to Real. To, to Real Madrid. I yeah. think it's going to be a big issue. Because I think Ancelotti also is going into his final stretch so, as yeah. Real manager so, from next year for the Brazil job. Huge question, man, because you're going to have fans saying, okay, even if we win the league, it's a big future. Because we don't know where we're getting. But you also to. know that there are plenty of people auditioning for the Real Madrid job. Oh, of course they are. But, so but, Raul, the, but the main man of the number one candidate, whether we like it or not, the script. Seems written for that. Yeah, it looks like yeah, yeah. Because, I agree. Because Real have been on this, on this train before, where they just set the stall, and it's the same way they move from Ancelotti to Zidane. You know, so the job seems to be made for one person. Yes, the likes of Aboloa, Raúl are doing relatively well in the positions that they occupy, but who is doing well at? A really top level. Yeah, I agree. And to be honest, Alonso has been has been building it yeah. right from his Sociedad B days, you know, now yeah, to Germany. So. And they took a chance. They took a chance. A big club in Germany took a chance on him coming. Oh from yeah. I mean, if you've Sociedad gotten a B. guy from a Sociedad B yeah. team, that I agree. that itself, that itself is yeah, yeah. is huge, huge, uh, you know, pluses for yeah, you to I say. Agree. Yeah, I can be in the equation to take. But like, like you said, I, hope, I also agree. That I hope it doesn't, you know, distract the team yeah. when it's squeaky bomb time. Because just like Man City, Bayern also know how to pile under pressure in the latter yeah, stages. The the they, they know how to crank it, yeah. it up. So uh, let's see how Dortmund. I don't think the league is whoever emerges as winter champions. I'm not going to read too much. Into it. Actually, yeah, I'm not going to read, read too much. Winter champions. Yeah. Well, who winter champions? No, no, anybody. No, anybody. All right. Um, and, and, and the interesting thing also about this whole winter thing is, <laughs> Germany's winter break is like six weeks. I know. It's a, it's a long stretch. <laughs> it's a long stretch. It goes into the Christmas break. In fact, it's a long mm. stretch. Mm. They don't come back until late January. So a lot of reset. A lot. Ah. A lot can happen. This is that period, yeah. That time, Bayern can just say, okay, they can call their alliance. You know, let me know you know. But I don't, <laughs> think that, I don't think that Bayern need any fix in No, I'm general. just saying that that's how crazy it will be when the rest of Europe are in full gear, coming off a one-week, two-week break. They are relaxing. But you also know what my help, all my help, all my help Bayern Munich is if Leverkusen also go far, in the Europa League. Yes. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. it will take a storm. Yeah. I think Leverkusen have a quite decent of deep squad. Or not as deep as Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich will be able to cope with Champions League. Yeah. Although Bayern Munich also have what looks like an obsession with want to win the Champions, Champions League again. Yeah. And that's why we've brought in Harry Kane. So let's see how both of them deal with, with, with that. It's very interesting. All right, let's talk about um, the two Milan sides. So... I don't want to sound like I don't. I'm not a hypocrite. Two weeks ago, I said, "Man, Inter will start all man. the way." <laughs> so I'm going to stick by it. I'm going to stand by it. But I cannot ignore what Milan is doing right now. Um, the only blot in Milan's record is that five-one derby, derby defeat. Yeah. You know, and that's been the only stain on the season so on, on season so far. But let's start with Inter. What's really going on? So I don't know what we talked about how their results to Sassuolo went on on the ground. But we've also forgot to talk about the fact that Sassuolo has been a, also a bogey side oh, yes. to them. The Just like Bologna also have been a bogey side to Inter. Yeah, and Thiago Monta, former player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I can't even give you any explanation 
on a put Twitter. How do you do the two goal lead in a game you seem really comfortable? And somehow, Popolina have also shown us that they can be a cog in the wheel to any of the big teams. And when you have the likes of uh, Ricardo Rossellini playing out of his skin, mm. you know, uh, and Tegomota believes... That boy has been looking very, very oh, good. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Tegomota believes that he should be in the conversation for some of the big jobs. Uh, there was speculation that he was actually one of those considered for the Napoli job before they decided to go left field with Rudy Garcia. So I think Inter just have to do a lot of introspection and review some of the decisions they took in terms of the lineup that they fielded. And just know that two points behind Milan is not lost, but they have work to do. They have work to do because the beauty of their squad, squad is good. They're probably the best squad. But everything needs to kick into gear for everybody in terms of their performances. Uh, I, I want to believe that this 2 2 against Bologna was a blip, but at the same time, give huge credit to Bologna for responding well despite going From to tuning the, up. Yeah, but going to down to, to respond. So, um, Inter have. But Simon Izagi will be worried. Yeah. Of course. He'll be worried. Of course. Especially. Knowing that Milan have have taken another step, step. in their development. Yeah, but 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 overall, I wouldn't say. Whilst you say, the only blip was that five-one defeat in the derby. I'm not going to sit here and say that Milan have been electric. All through in the other games, but they've been no, effective. But they've been effective, and you know what comes with being able to grind our results. It might just be another poor performance across around the corner. And what Milan did against Genoa was also flex their own potential squad strength. Mm -hmm. Starting with uh, Leao, Okafo and Chukweze up front. Eventually, they switched things up. Jerusalem came back on. Polisic came in. Uh, the midfield was uh, Tijani, uh, Musa. And the Tehani, 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 Musa, and uh, Adil, who I was telling the guys in Kazo Square that I like the way he's broken into the Milan team, and they're all telling me, wait for Radikuri to be back. And when Kuris is back, he finds his way back to the bench. So that game was Milan flexing their muscle on how strong they were. Imagine them starting Florencia at right back. Yeah. You know, in that game. So Milan got through it. A very tricky tie with a team who've caused some of the big team problems this season. In very difficult how do you, how do you get two goalkeepers sent off in in the latter part? Last time that happened was uh, <laughs> Inter. I can't up this the stats on this. It was nineteen ninety three, I think. Yeah, both goalkeepers got sent off. Sent off yeah. <laughs> the odds of that happening are very very very. Imagine. So they say, ah, that if anybody, if you know anybody, we play two goalkeeper centers, and that, that person, I might fix her. So something was that the person would know something that led to both goalkeepers being centers. Ah, it's a long time ago. Yeah, long, long time ago. But it was, it was, it was, it was good to see Milan dig deep. Yeah. Although a lot of people look, you also don't know that Genoa have been really good this season. Oh, Genoa been really good. Who's their coach? Gilardino. Gilardino, now Alberto Gilardino. Kai. Yeah, no. They also lucky have one of the best, if not the best players here this season. Albert Goodmanson. Yeah. Goodmanson's grandfather actually played for Milan in his forties. Mm. Yeah, back in the forties. But Good Goodmanson has been really that free kick, that late. Nah, free, way, hit boost. Uh, no, Jenna have been really good. 
Bapak jangan orang And then they, they had the God Supreme Guru take it from, oh, from Tigre. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Giroud, the year is... They've now... They've, they've now, now added Giroud as a goalkeeper. Yeah, now. In fact, the shirt is sold out.
we've talked about Napoli. Napoli are one season wonders. <laughs> yeah. The okay, comfortable so, keep going to be Rudy Garcia, right? Of course. But if you for Spalletti, they will have still been formally this way. Even if they had Spalletti, I don't think they would retain. Yes, still. I don't think so. Uh, they had a really good season and that was it. Right? Um, what additions did they make? I mean, what additions did they make to the team? Nothing, nothing exciting. Yeah. You know. Uh, so it's as if you go into the project and then you're expecting the same thing to happen with the same... And here's the problem with teams like Napoli. Despite that success, I don't think big players see them as a destination. No. 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 So Pulisic is, wants to come to the Serie oh, like, there's uh, Milan, yeah, there's Milan and there's Napoli won the league. Yeah. He's not going to go to Napoli. Yeah. Milan is a global city. Yeah. You know, Naples is not. So I think that Napoli also in the long term will struggle to be able to upgrade that squad to bring in like quality players. Yeah, so they, they, will, they will have to continue the same vein that they've... You know, I know for another league in the next 20 years. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or come close a few times like they did yeah, in Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Yeah. as well at some point. Yeah. I think that's probably the only way for... Because you realize, see, in, in the not only Serie even in the championships, what tips the title in favour is the, is the quality, yeah. is the extra quality, quality you can always offer. And last thing, to be very fair, I mean, credit to Napoli, a lot of the big teams were sleeping. Yeah, you very well. After a, a lot of them were sleeping. In town, trying to get themselves, you know, after. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Milan, not <coughs> the Milan that, that won the, won league. the title yeah, the so. season before. Yeah, so. Um, well, anyway, so Simeon finally scored the penalty. Yeah. No, one of my issues, and I think it was discussed in one of the groups, I mean, is his, his technique. His fancy taking technique is why he misses. Mm. I think he's too much of power, okay. less finesse. Too much power, less finesse. So do you need more finesse and less power? You need a good mix. You need a good mix. What's Hurricane's uh, process towards penalty taking? It's power. There's, uh, there's power, but, but... Is there finesse? There's a bit of finesse. He's the only person you can say that takes penalty without finesse. So I see Hurricane. I agree. I think there's some finesse in Hurricane. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't notice Hurricane's penalties. Most times, most times, ninety-five percent of the times, lands the first the first bounce of the ball. Once it takes off, lands on the side, side of, of the net. And yes. there is no way a goalkeeper saves a penalty that lands <laughs> on the side of the net. <laughs> yes, man. It's possible. Yeah. Unless he misses target completely. So the way, I, I think, the way he bends is yeah. So I think he needs to look at that and but it was good. At least he got that penalty monkey off his back back. <laughs> monkey, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I say this online. Don't talk to him online. They will chew you. And I'll, I'll like to do this too. Osime finally gets um, penalty monkey off his back. <laughs> or maybe that should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> At least what? we should be able to have license. The world we live in today. It's great. It's a very, very, very sensitive world. But this is this creative license. Osime gets penalty monkey, monkey off, off his, his back. back. Wala, wala, wala. <laughs> oh my 
god. Oh, you just have to be careful. You have to be very careful. Be careful. The world is so sensitive. This is what they say. Anything you say or do can be used against you. I swear. I swear. <laughs> Oh, ah. God. It's worse, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, well, so what? But it's not are doing well. I think that they... They've what not... What do you think about Florence Shokari? The right back? For... For Florentina? I didn't see him. Oh, you didn't watch the game? I didn't watch the game. Ah, that'd be good. Thing. I only saw... Um, so, see. You know I didn't see the game? Yeah. I was waiting on Napoli to win. <laughs> I'll cash out a lot money. So the moment Fernandina took the lead at the beginning, I was just going to do Me where no they feel where before. <laughs> I just it's not come out to you. <clears throat> so when Napoli equalized, I'm like, okay, here we go. Mm. Like, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. <laughs> but they brought a second half came again, and Fernandina just. Yes. Oh, so it's right, right back. Yeah, right back, but it's is it talent? Italian. 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 He played for Italy at under 19. Never played good right back. And some people last time were looking at him. At some point, okay. uh, to sign, he had a good, he had a good game against Australia. Uh, it's interesting that Italy are producing fullbacks of Nigerian descent. Mm. Him, Odogi on the left. Odogi, Odogi. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll keep on saying Odogi. Look at the way he spells his name is spelled. Is Odogi? Odogi. Wait, Odogi is U D O J I, as in Odogi United, right? Yeah. Now. Odogi has spelled his name as U-D-O-G-I-E. What is G-I-E? No, leave G-I-E. Leave U-D. What's G-I-E? Pronounce G-I-E. G. No, it's G. <laughs> Even if it's Udogi. It's Udogi. Even if it's Dogi. It's Dogi. It's not Udogi. It's not Udogi. It's Udogi. It's Udogi. It's Udogi. Before I leave it, Lee, Robert Lukaku, man. Oh, yeah. He's on to something. Seven He's goals? Seven goals in, in all comps? Yeah. Yeah. Savior of Roma. Yeah. He can, he can really help them. Yeah. Yeah. Roma in a, in a good place. But back-to-back -back wins for Roma. Really good. Scored four. Probably the first time Roma scored four. You know, I'm happy, I'm happy with what's happening at Roma up front. Is that not and the then, only Roma, Lukaku is chipping in. Yeah. Belotti also is chipping That's in That's well. what I was going to say. They're negating the fact that you can pay two similar strikers. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I think that Roma have struggled to turn it up against... The big teams. Yeah, against high-quality sides. Teams that are ready, teams that are really ready to keep the ball. And to be honest, Cagliari are bottom of the table. I don't think yeah, they're bottom with, of the uh, pack. Yeah, so I don't read too much into it, but Lukaku's form is important that you bring in a player for that, like that for big money for a loan. And you deliver. And deliver. So, and that's, that's, that's what's yeah. happening. You that's what's happening. That. Now, that takes me to Lazio, who I think a place behind them on the table. They beat uh, Matalanta through Good game as well at the Olympico. They also lost the two goal lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the... Now, going into that game against Celtic, Sari was talking to the media and he was <laughs> complaining. Oh, you, you, you called it as well. And I don't know if there are merits into what he's saying about the nature of the game these days. No, there are merits too. Says that, see, it's not even, it's falling out of love, out of love with the game that he loved. Oh, the players are playing every three, three days. He doesn't even have time to train the players. They only rely on video analysis. 
and it's even threatening that see, looks like the point that I'll just things. leave this game. Some, some people are telling me Italy that see, leave this game for us. <laughs> Nobody this game make you rich. Nobody this game make you the highest paid manager in Italy or Juventus. Mm. If you don't like, leave the game, go back to the eighth tier where you were coming from. Mm -hmm. But they are meriting what they say. They are. There's very little consideration for the health, overall health and safety of players. We just had a conversation prior to this of going to three continents for a World Cup. Yeah. You know, uh, there's very little consideration for what it is the players think, how they feel. And then you ask yourself, what is the actual role of FIFA Pro in all of this? Um, See, FIFA Pro is just like Nigerian Labour Congress. <laughs> they just back. Yeah. <laughs> no bites. <laughs> just like any else. <laughs> They try to go and strike. Yeah, nothing happens. But okay. Yeah. So I, 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 there's a lot of merit to it. Just, just call the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, and they'll tell you how much. Just looking at the, the injury record of Kevin De Bruyne over the last two seasons, yeah, would lay credence to why Sari should be listened to, why he has valid points, and how badly this some players have already started responding to the load that they have. Sari says, on, he said, see, these injuries. The week he, he he made that statement, he said there were 50 muscle injuries wow. in the area. Now, what is hurting him, or one of the things that is really making him vexed, is that whatever momentum your team builds, Good. injuries just kills it. Yes. Whatever plans you guys have, everything just gets disrupted by just one or two injuries. And now the beauty for 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 Sari also is the fact that you know his entire plans for this season were also disrupted. By not getting some of the players like Yeah, yeah, nah, I had issues with Lotito yeah. now. Yeah. You know, so he was now had to manage yeah. some of the players that he got and then he's now having to deal with the squad where he's I'm not sure they gave him any of the players he wanted. He's not such quality as uh Sergio Cruz Savage, even though they collected the money. Ah. I know, they, I know the Lotito offered him to sign uh, Fred and uh, Lucelso. He said no. Okay. He wanted to bring in uh, Zelensky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was almost on his way to go to Lazio. Yeah. Um, so he's making valid points, and I think seriously the authorities need to look at it. Players are playing too many games, even though some it's cool of thought to say, "Well, you're in that kind of money." Ah, yeah, play guys, too many games. Play. <laughs> oh, the games are too much, too much. Look, Saka. Yeah. Ooh, Saka, Saka has played eighty-eight Premier League games yeah. consecutively. Ah ah. And like I mentioned on radio last week, Saka has the potential to become the next Michael Owen. Yeah. Who picked a very early because he had played too many games, games. injuries. Yeah. At, 20, at what it, it oh, not don't pick. He had already picked when he was in his early 20s. And the thing is that, see, UFA FIFA not even sent. UFA no sent. It doesn't bombard you in games. They don't send at all. Ah, it's a shame. Oh. It Although we love the football, we no, love no, the year. For us, as fans. Nah. We want to keep watching the game, but for the players, you know, how do they respond? Yeah, There's very little time to... So, another thing was saying, he said, ordinarily, you know, you play a match, you know, the following day is recovery. Yeah. So, you don't... But now, you don't even do recovery anymore. Oh, yeah. You go back straight into it. Go back straight into it. Sari looks like a guy who is meticulous, like, like a guy who wants to train his players on the field. Yeah. He says he cannot do he that again. He that much time. They will say, okay, players are getting rest for international break. During the international break, they are still playing. So where's the rest? All right, on that note, we end up with the Serie. Yeah. Um, okay, we talked about Juventus, Inter, Milan, Come Napoli. On. Yeah, I've covered, yeah. Yeah.
Good one. All right, so that takes us to, hey, Jude. Is, <laughs> hey, Jude. is Jude again? <laughs> man, we can't stop talking about that guy, man. Yeah, I was reading a piece this morning. It's a Madrid correspondent. It's like, he was hoping that he was going to write about, okay, maybe Rodrigo losing his place to Ozelu. Because Rodrigo has been shit this season. Yeah. I was hoping maybe he was going to write about Chameni starting at centre-back for Real Madrid. But Jude Bellingham still just keeps... <laughs> and he says the editor is not even helping matters. It doesn't... Man. Guy, right on that guy. Writing about Jude Victor Williams uh, Bellingham. <laughs> and you can't help it. So at the end of his piece, he says, maybe Jude has to tone it down. <laughs> so other players can shut <laughs> Because it's getting too much. No, it's getting too much. Um, there's no, there's nothing more beautiful for any team than when you sign the player, and the player just hits the ground. Yeah, sweet. It's like plug and play. Yeah, yeah. It's like he was made for that team, and he just comes in and he takes his own responsibility, and then decides to take more responsibility. And the fact that he's done all that and he's striving, he's doing it unruffled, no issues. And, you know, for, for a club like Real Madrid, it's the easiest club for you to go in with so much pomp and pageantry and you can get lost. But this guy has ensured that despite the huge responsibility that comes with joining such a big club like Real Madrid, he's on ruffled and he's delivering on all fronts. Numbers, performances, everything. Is delivering, and it's really incredible that the more you think about it, and when you look at his age, and you say, "This boy is twenty. And what is the potential ceiling? Yeah, exactly. For this guy? And the, I can understand why this this you know writer has said his style about writing you because see, you scour the internet, and you can see different Friends. articles on Jude Bellingham in this eight ten weeks. It's just spent at Real Madrid. The articles about how he's been a social phenomenon in Spain, how he's adapted to life in Spain, how he's made that journey from Birmingham, where his jersey number, by the way, is retired, retired yeah. you know, to Dortmund. Um, to Dortmund, to Madrid. There's a piece on what he really does best on the pitch. You can't place it. You don't know his style of play. Yeah. Is he Zidanesque? Is he Luka Modricesque? What? I mean, you can't just place it. Even after the Osasuna game, they were now likening him to Alfredo Di Stefano. There's a piece on uh, Jude Bellingham on his worst game as a Real Madrid player. That was the Madrid derby. I came across one in which they talked about his two best nights as a Madrid player, Union Berlin and um, I think it was the Napoli game. The Napoli, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of body of work, a lot of content, and you get a feel that there's still more coming. Oh, more he has come. ten goals in ten. There's more to come. Out of the top five leagues in Europe, only two players have the most true balls than Jude Bellingham. It's as in the work the the work is speaking for itself. Yeah, yeah. his body of work is very clear. Yeah, but I think that um, at what point does all of this now balance up? Because we said a couple of weeks ago, it's not sustainable. Dimitri is posting these numbers. It's not. It's ridiculous. Or maybe it is possible. Because of the tactical license that he has to go anywhere. It's yeah, not restricted. But there's, but there's a danger. 
It's dangerous. It's dangerous. It can be a marked one. But you right. can't mark a man who doesn't no, have a spot. No, but that's what I'm spot. saying. That you have situations where managers will eventually think it through and then start looking at how it is that they can walk it out. That's what true. His exertions, the hope is that it doesn't affect him by, you know, the whole exertion doesn't get him injured somewhere along the line mm -hmm. because you're trying to do so much. And that is where I worry. I think Real also has to be a bit smart with his use. So I'd be He's been playing all the games. So. Yeah, but that's why I think they, they didn't start him against Las Palmas. Mm, so there are some instances that Real Diaz also started, also yeah. throw it down in Lido so that they can get the best out of it. What is critical is that the ceiling is unimaginable. We don't know what the ceiling will be for Jubelia. We have no idea what the ceiling is. It looks, this looks really good, but what the ceiling will be is what... Are you not worried about what this also might breed for the dressing room? Now, I'll give you another example. Yesterday after the game, Danny Caval, the first three questions that, we, that they posed to him about Danny Caval. Um, Ancelotti is even tired these days. Because every match day, they ask about Jude Bellingham. Because he's English. And people forget that there's still 20 top class players at that club. Because he's English, well. That's how you understand how big the media, and that's the English media, how big they are. This, this, this just juxtaposes how it is that the English believe that, you know, because they are the so-called creators of the game. They believe that a lot of the news surrounding the game should be about English. I don't know if I did mention it to you. Bellingham has got the... And I think that's already in the works. I don't think Real Madrid are big in England. From a fan base point of view. Yeah, no. It's got the potential to be able to... To explode. To exp Beckham didn't even do that for Real Madrid yeah. in England. And that is what might really, really happen. So, instead of Beckham doing that for them in England, he did it for them in Asia. Asia, Asia yeah, exactly. Asia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the Real Madrid more, if you watch the Beckham doc, uh, documentary, you will hear what it is that they said they saw when Beckham signed and they went to Asia and they were like, what's going on here? You know, so that's the opportunity that they have with Bellingham. However, they need to understand that it's the media, the English media, when they yeah. get into a frenzy, they can afford to be in Spain. They afford to have somebody in Spain permanently. Yeah. Working on Jubilee alone. But, but, but yeah, I mean, you also, also have to, I don't know if you agree with me, but even the Spanish media is also getting sold onto the Bellingham Belling yeah, mania. Because, because Spain has kind of suffered in the last two, three years in terms of whether I like the you know, outlook, eyeballs, Stardust. And what Stardust, since Ronaldo and Messi were less departed the scene. So they, they, they were trying to cultivate... And, and, and they were hoping that Kylian Mbappe was going to join and that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. and they were trying hoping to cultivate the likes of Antoine Griezmann, Vinicius, Jubilee. And he hasn't worked out yet. And that's really working. Some guy comes from Germany, boom. He's delivering numbers, delivering eyeballs, he's delivering... Come on. It's only normal that everybody wants to key into it. That, that's why that's why let talk with tell that guy, or guy right on Jubilee. Because they've probably seen across the entire spectrum of the Spanish media, mm. That that's what's getting the most clicks. That's what's getting the most visits. That's what everybody's reporting on. So it is Bellingham mania. So the man is backing it up with the numbers, with the performances. It's just that you just see a little bit of danger around the corner in the fact that it needs to be managed well. Managed well from a physical standpoint. Managed well from a youth standpoint. Yeah, we don't worry. I think, <laughs> see, I, I understand his concerns. But like Unai Emery said when he was told about Guendouzi, uh, when they were both at Arsenal, yeah. they were saying like, why does Guernsey play every game? 
Can you see you play Premier League, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, back again in Premier League? He says, well, he's young. Let him play. <laughs> so, Bellingham is young. He's got the legs. He's got the lungs. Let him play. You know, I understand that you also want to... Yeah, there's a way you can also manage all that. But these players are also young as well. I might sound like double-mounted yeah, here because yeah, of yeah. the play too many games. You just said about Saka. Let's enjoy them. And um, in Spain, you don't have all of this Capital One Cup. You don't have... No, you don't have so just so the, the schedule is a bit lighter in, in, in Spain. Uh, but um, you talked about Beckham. Let's, let's, let's briefly segue into that. I mean, you've seen the Netflix well, miniseries. Three episodes, anyway, so. Oh, three or four? I've seen zero or four. I've seen zero or four. I've not seen it yet. Trying to finish it for this podcast. But, but I've seen the lead-up to the, mm. the miniseries. And that was the Skybet um, overlap podcast. Episode. By the way, I didn't know that podcast was even open to the public who could come and... Yeah, so it's, it's, it's something that we also... Probably, yeah, hopefully, good. we'll be able to. At the point that they, they, they went on tour. Oh, yeah. Was, yes, they went on tour. Yeah. Hey, they have good money back in them now. Yes, Skybet. Ah. Uh, Sky, it's uh-huh. Skybet to joke to you. Oh. If one of these betters decides to back us, we'll go on the nature right now. Yes, sir. So there's Guy Neville, there's. Um, right. What's the name of the lady? I forgot her name. Uh, but she was part of it. I don't want to sound sexist here, but I'm trying to get it. There's Kino, there's Wrighty. And there's Caraga and who else again? Yeah. And David Beckham. Yeah. And I mean, it was. If you haven't seen the Netflix series, I think the, the podcast just gets you in the mood and yeah. whets your appetite. Yeah. Because, man, that was, that was really, really a fantastic conversation. Beckham, intelligent. But you could also see a Beckham was. Vulnerable. Who was also rebellious. Of course. Well, the vulnerable part, I don't know. No, there was a bit of vulnerability. Okay, so I've not seen the, 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 the vulnerability. But what I saw was, and I think Kane and Neville also agreed, that you got a feeling that at any opportunity he had, he, always, he was always trying to, to tickle the manager, to always get yes, on the bad yeah, side of the manager. Yeah, yeah. And he was doing it deliberately, especially when he was told to cut his hair or shave his hair. When, when he told me the story, I thought it was a crazy story. Like... Gav, I know I, I something. All of them, none of them, all through the 46 minutes I watched, none of them referred to the manager as Alex Ferguson. They referred him as the gaffer. The gaffer. And I think that was the... The gaffer, You can the understand boss. the way they saw the manager. Yeah. They, like they, they defied the manager, like yeah. father's one of them. Yeah. So one of the first things that, if you watch the documentary, was Alex didn't even allow way to wear any other boots but black. Black, yeah. But if it's... Because of, he was one of the first guys that tapped into the commercial side. Oh, yeah. You know, he said this, his first deal was 50,000 pounds. And that's 50,000 pounds, he spent it immediately. Yes, immediately. Yeah. Beck said, he said something, I like the good things of life. I spend money. Yeah. You know, and I'm happy. I'm happy for him that despite that initial spend trip nature, he was able to get his acts together and be a successful businessman. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Is today. Phil Neville said that. They were saving for pension. Every Thursday. <laughs> Baba don't spend the money. Bex is just expecting the salary because like, we're just coming. Spends by for weekend. Again. For the next Thursday. Yeah, so alongside Gary. Gary they save we're for saving pension. for pension. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so this is David, what are you doing? teased Guy Neville and said, I know you're still looking at your pension. And that's that like, perfect pension. Yeah, I see. <laughs> And you know what? They were they they didn't 
they didn't see it as a bad thing for for Bex because no. they felt he was putting in the work every weekend, no, and, every training and, and session. And he said, he said, look, I make the money. Yeah, the money was available to me. Everybody wanted to be. Bex was wearing the... Rolex at uh, eighteen. Those... <laughs> he bought a Porsche. He customized his car. Um, is it um, M Bex or what? Um, then there was even one that they bought him and Victoria, and they customized the plate. Victoria and David Becker. Um, ah. So, you know, he said one day he just had to wear white boots. He was arrested to wear it. was mad. I don't want to see that boot. <laughs> yeah, of course. He tipped the scales a few times. Oh, yeah. Alex. He did. The haircut is. I said, I went for a shoot and um, he had the Mohawk. So, going into the game, it was Leicester. He wore a beanie. He wore a beanie. Drug. And the manager says, Go on. Come on, no, take off that cap. He says he wants to take it off. Yeah, he wants to see. He said no. <laughs> so as Gaffer says, hey, man, go and cut that. Man, he said he had to use a clipper. Yeah. That's those are players who were who like, not that they were scared of their manager, but, but they, they respected, respected their the manager. manager. They respected the manager. And, and like I posted earlier this morning, the podcast I watched, I'm going to watch the series tonight definitely. Is just a, a reminder of the. The sleeping standards. Yeah. Not only are match talented, all over the game, the, game as a whole. the standards have slipped. Yeah. Standards have dropped yeah. drastically. 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 Uh, imagine when, you know, all that happened with the France 98 World Cup. Oh, yeah. And what it went through. The death threats. People hanging dummies with Beckham jerseys on the wall. But hanging. Even players in the league. We're targeting, targeting him. him, yes. You know, every stadium we went to, they were bowing, yeah. insulting his family. They even had. I a, remember the sports tackle. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I can't remember which player made that tackle, but that tackle was so bad that Kino Rasroikin had, had to, to yeah ruffle had to like. Ruffle the, yeah. And he said that he's happy that in the midst of all of that, he had players who had his back. So and you had people who were even with his wife came to the stadium. There yeah. were songs yeah. directed at his family. <clears throat> But he had a good support system, system a yeah. good support system around him. So you ask yourself today, a player goes through that, right? They don't even go through half of what, what yeah. he went through. Yeah. And Bex was public enemy number one in England. Everywhere yes, he went now. to. If he was walking on the street, they were hounding him. If he was in the car, the business his partner said... His grandparents were getting threats. And his business partner said, if they stopped at the traffic light, <laughs> that is the worst. Uh, yeah. You see people coming down from their cars, coming to bang on them. It was, you know, it was really bad. It's really bad. And you could see that he also got him a bit emotional. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. That yeah. was a vulnerable part. Yeah, was got a, him emotional while emotional, he was like, talking like, through this, that. This, 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 this is too much. But he got through. He was able to get through. And the good thing... You know, on, on watching the documentary, France 98 now led to United's trouble. Oh, yeah. So it was just it was just a fantastic way to... And he went through on a the, on the long drought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kicked him in the new year. I think when United played Inter in the first leg of the quarterfinals of the Champions League. That's when he finally kicked him to death. And then, of course, somewhere along the line, Manchester United's support had to really chime in. Uh, there was a game they played and they said he was having a tough game. And all of a sudden, the crowd at Ultra was dicing. There's only one David Beckham. There's only one David Beckham. And like he possessed Anima, he just kicked into gear. How good was David Beckham? I've, I mentioned it one day on the radio show. 
And you people all attacked me. That. Of how good Dave Beckham was. Dave Beckham was good. And I mentioned... But I don't I think said, it was great. I said, I said that the times where he was second on the Ballon d'Or list, I felt at some point it was, it, was, it was good enough to win at least one at that time. <laughs> you yes. thought Bex was good enough to win a Ballon d'Or? Yes. What year was this? 1999? 1999. Uh, or 2000 and uh, which one was that? The, he, had, he, only, he was on the podium twice. Rivaldo and Figo were the only ones that won ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And those two times it was at Manchester United, I think, yeah. I thought it was good enough to win one. Uh, no, I, Hey, so, I saw Manchester United. So at that point, I did I think Bex was the best player in the world? So if he wasn't the best player in the world, there's always been a yeah, Ballon d'Or. At that, at that period, it's the same way in that 99 period. Roy Keane, the five of the best players in the league, but he didn't win the PFA award. Who won? Guess who won the PFA award? Was that not the year of uh, the Liverpool? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Imagine. So you, you, you felt yeah, that... Yeah, was actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you felt that, you know, uh, with all the successes at club level and you know England and what have you, and then Glenn wasn't fair to him, you know. Imagine the with things, England, yeah. Imagine the things that Hodu said. It's part of what managers say today, eh? <laughs> and they want to tear the manager to pieces. If you watch the documentary after that France '98 issue, Glenn Hodu threw him under the bus. That was stupid. He should have made this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. You know, yeah, under yeah. the bus. I know what he's trying to wrong with it. In fact, everybody went for him. Now today, if a manager goes out and says that, everybody goes. And that's why Bex, till now, even you know, in the in the podcast with Gary Neville, it was he still remains grateful oh, yeah. to Manchester United as a football club for the protection he got. <clears throat> in fact, said he probably went to his dad Ted to complain about everything, and they asked. Uh, I mean, Neville was asking him, "Did you have to go see a therapist?" And no. we went home. His dad told him, yeah, "Get to the work. Get on with the work. Suck it up." And he still had to come back to United. We'll give him like an out, an out, um, like an like a like a, a way to exit all of what was happening. He had, you know, Kane. He had Gary Neville. He had Phil Neville. He had everyone. So um, he's still very much grateful. But you also could also sense there's still the bitterness towards Sir Alex Ferguson of course. at the manner in which he left the club. Oh yeah. So he admitted he wanted to spend all of his career. You know, yeah. I think every player United wants. Starts from 14 of 10, from I want to end yeah. it there. Like, so, the, so the beauty of, of how he left is that he doesn't actually agree to deal with Barcelona hmm. first. Barcelona actually announced it. Laporte was taking over at that time. And that was Laporte a statement signing, yeah. announced it, that they were agreeing to deal to sign the Beckham with Manchester United. So he heard in the news that he was leaving. That he was going to Barcelona and was like, ah. Barcelona about. <laughs> so he tried to see Sir Alex. Alex Sir Alex didn't take his call. He went. Although he admitted that Sir Alex was on, was on holiday and they didn't want to be contacted. He said, Papa said, I don't want to speak. Sir Alex made up his mind on Bex. Yeah. That is, see, that <laughs> is decide. And that is, apart from sleeping stars all across the global game, yeah. they are also, you could see that standards also have slipped, particularly at Manchester United. Oh, yes. In terms of the decisive nature. Now look at Anthony Marcel. Marcel has no You know, look at players like that. Players like that will have left since since, since way, way, way back. <laughs> since. Yeah, so you don't know and, how consider mental health. And, and, and I could understand why why Salex made that decision on Bex. And I think that it was due to the old Stardust, unnecessary yeah. at, apart from Stardust. 
Fergie Johnson, the attention coming to United was unnecessary. Yeah, it was unnecessary. I was too much. It was a and could distract him. Yeah, yeah, could distract the team. It was a distraction. So by the time, by the time that whole thing happened, Beck said he didn't want to go to Barcelona. And he was like, I don't want to go to Barcelona. I want to play for Manchester United. And then somewhere along the line, he gets a call from Francisco Fede. Mm-hmm. You want to go to Real Madrid? He said he didn't hesitate. He just said yes. In fact, when United played Real Madrid in the quarterfinal of the Champions League, the Rado, Rado de Lima hat trick, he said when the game was done, you know, because he didn't start the game, he came on yeah, and he came on, yeah. twice. He said after the game, and then Zidane came to meet him and they exchanged this. And Zidane doesn't speak much. Zizou doesn't say too much. He's a man of very and few that, words. That, that felt symbolic. Yeah, and he just said, come to Madrid. And he felt, he was like, ah, where is this coming from? Coming from Zidane, come mm-hmm. to Madrid. And so I guess that kind of built something in him that eventually when United were ready to sell him and then Pronto Perez called and said, don't come to Real Madrid, that he just didn't hesitate, just said yes. And... His family didn't like it at first. Yeah. <laughs> because but, but, but I mean, everyone on, on, on the overlap also agreed that if he had stayed at United, his life wouldn't have panned out this way. Oh yes, it would. It wouldn't have been it would have been a global phenomenon, but not global, on the scale. But on the, exactly. Not on, not the, scale. on the scale. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. Beckham Be- transcends the sport. Beckham, Beckham influenced pop Beckham, culture Beckham globally. Is, if there was no David Beckham, there would have no there would be no Ronaldo. Yeah. So don't be no Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, there was a part where he even said, see, all of these things he was doing. So Alex Ferguson was foaming in the mouth, right? Yeah. When Cristiano came, what was the different what Cristiano was doing? Yeah. But what happened with Cristiano, and he admitted was that Fergie already became softer. Softer. And that happens when you grow older, right? You become much more softer. And I think I never also alluded to the fact which Beckham agreed to that he felt that Fergie was harder on Bex because he saw him grow. Yeah. So you, 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 can, you can understand. Well, sorry to cut you short. But you see, Wally, he has a deep case with Ibo people. Ah. Ibo people with the document. Yes, now. Ah. They did document. Wally, at 14, 15, Beckham used to come to the Manchester United dressing room. That's how Ellis Alex had known that this guy hmm. was going to be a great player. 14, 15 was already. So you don't see him so saying there, so... there was a picture of him and Steve Bruce. Who he eventually played with. Yeah. That's who is this boy that always comes to the dressing room? So Silas, there was a video of him and Silas Zeller. Silas was telling that Sibu is always saying, Who is this boy that can say yeah, better that Sibu said he better be a good player <laughs> in future. Imagine that. And how well that spotted the boy. Oh yeah. And followed his journey, yeah. documenting. Ah no, he wouldn't try. Oh, that's so you could understand Fergie's frustration. Yeah. Then King also mentioned the fact that what got Fergie frustrated was because Fergie already knew him from when he was 14 and had a hang of his life, he struggled to withdraw. So Fergie went from knowing everywhere Bex was to now to having, now having to guess. <laughs> to now see it in the paper. There was one that he went out on a night with Victoria. They went out for an event. He had a glass of champagne in his hand. Of course, Kuparazi, they took the picture. Yeah. He got home, their son was sick. He was running the temperature all night. So he had to, you know, take a look and called him that he won't be in training the, next day. the following morning. 
What thing happened? Paper come out. The pictures there. He gave me a way to talk where I was this morning. He says he was in Manchester, a London boy, yeah. obviously. He was in Manchester and the gaffer calls him. And hey, I hear you're in Barcelona. He said, no, gaffer. I'm in Manchester right now. And he was actually in Manchester. He said, no. And he bangs the call on him, still believing that he was in Barcelona. Barcelona. And Kid was even saying that. But the manager should have heard the way the call rang now. Like, you know, it's just like in Niger. Yeah. If they call the international number, he gave the way for the bakery. He said the band that don't want to hear. <laughs> Say for head now Barcelona. So you could understand what was already growing between player and, and manager. manager that led to that um, acrimonious. He mentioned one. He, that one even looked bad in it. He said he quit, that the Spice Girls were performing in Dublin. Um, they were spent about six weeks in Dublin, and he just said okay. And the next day was a day off. Then, let, me take an, uh, let me take an early one, and he goes to Dublin. And manager believes he's still in Manchester, right? He's going back to Manchester. And guess who's on the same flight with him? Silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Why would you say you're talking? Reminds me of secondary school. Oh, God. Where we go, Jack of Hopper School. Uh, you're going to come back. You're a teacher. You can't jump. It's not the same bottle. Imagine a lot of boys So you could you, then that's why I felt and I said the beginning of this conversation, like the moment where he felt like the player was deliberately incensed in his manager. Ah. Like the boots, the boots is, is stands. He he stand up now and say he won't take ah. challenge. Man. <laughs> he said he swore a few times. <laughs> he kind of said, all of us, man, said. If we ever swear, I mean, I won't. I got to swear. I, I, I won't be surprised if, I mean, hope maybe we, they get this out of Alex Ferguson before he maybe passes on. I'd like to know who was his favorite player. I won't be surprised if it was Beckham. It's probably, it's probably Beckham was close. I, I won't be surprised if it was him. If you ask him who is, I don't know if he was going to talk about it or mention it, but you got to think that there was a, there was a father and son relationship what that... Wasn't it ironic that... You know, when Carlos Queiroz came to United, yeah, him and Beckham had a follow-up. Oh, yes, now. You mentioned it, yeah. 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 And then, Queiroz now went to Real Madrid. Ah. Uh, he said, ah, Queiroz tried to separate him and uh, Gary Neville. Uh, he said, ah, first of all, I don't come off of Manchester. They come bring and call Real Madrid. Uh, it's yeah. kind of problem with this one. No, guys, if you haven't seen the Beckham no, Netflix just, uh, just miniseries, check it out. Um, yeah. He said he thought it was going to be like um, Michael Jordan thing where he just appears twice, two interviews. But yeah, at but the end, a lot to say. he spent about 50 hours recording, um, filming. So um, you, should, you should watch and enjoy. Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of lessons. A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of, lots lessons of life learn. lessons. A lot of life lessons. Mm. A lot of, lot of things that you see that is wrong with the game today. Yeah. Uh, a lot of and things I'm that so, are wrong with professional footballers today. I'm so delighted that he's still with Victor Beckham. I, Spin with that. issues? Yeah, they issues, they've got issues. Yeah, everybody. Got, I mean, everybody has got issues, but I'm happy that they're still together. Yeah. And um, he's also moved away from that on field now. He's like a, a big, exec. big exec in MLS, brought in the biggest player in the world yeah. or the best player in the history of the game, Lionel Messi. And he talked about watching Lionel Messi first time in training. It's like, it's unreal. He says his dedication, his humility is so, so, so unreal. By the way, I think they will shut Messi down for the season. He yeah. can't make the playoffs anymore. 
So just shut him down, let him get fitness. But he's going to Argentina again for World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, we just say, Oh, on. so they can't make the playoffs? They can't make the playoffs. Wow. Ah, did, you, did, you see, did you see their record when Messi got injured? Inter Miami don't lose like seven of their last eight. Mm. You know. Um, and it wasn't just a Messi problem also. Alba was also missing. Uh-huh. And you know that Alba Messi exists. He <laughs> always deliver. He always deliver. All right, so um, before we leave um, Spain, uh, your thoughts on, on Barcelona, who last season considered how many? 11, 11 of last season. Yeah. Now they've considered 10 already. They've so, considered 10 already. Don't you wait for Aragosa you speak again yesterday. That's Aragosa. Where they see that? But it's got to the Spanish call-up, international call-up. Before. I think Jeremy Pino pulled out. It so was free. filthy. The way he did. I saw that. Go. Go. By the way, that guy's the smallest player in the league. Brian Zaragoza? Yeah. yeah. I think um, Barca also showed the vulnerable side to the attacking without the attack without Robert Lewandowski. Example. Go on, go on. We are recording. We are recording. <laughs> <laughs> we are okay, we are okay, we are okay. <laughs> we are recording. <laughs> yeah, catch you. <laughs> so they showed the vulnerable side without having Lewandowski uh, that focal point and it just shows you that Joao Felix is not is not an out and out um, you know uh, striker and uh, Barca have also been quite vulnerable this season as a team as a collective that hey they have to depend on the 16 year old to potentially build them out and I always say that it doesn't look good if a 16 year old is the one that you oh, yeah. have to be depending on to to build you up but it was also good to see a 16 year old being somebody being the youngest he didn't play well, though. No, he didn't play well, mm. but hey, finally getting a goal registered to himself, you know, that's... The but the, the injuries are adding up. Oh, yes. Kunde's out now, Lewandowski out, um, Pedri's always out, isn't he? That's uh, the one that hurts me. Frankie the Young's out, Oromio comes in and he's always <laughs> shitty. Anytime, anytime Oromio plays for Barcelona, it's either they lose or they drop points. Oh, yeah, yes, Although yes, they miss, normally it's Porto. Yeah. And you ask yourself, what's the point? Yeah. Just the guy. Now, so what... Xavi did was not start Romeo. I think Romeo didn't start. Okay, they played Gundogan in that defensive mid. So Gundogan cannot exactly. play everywhere. And the they missed his creativity. He doesn't have the legs. Yeah, so they missed his creativity. Because you want Gundogan in, in the other yeah, side. Yeah, you know, being yeah. able to cover box to box. Yeah. And uh, being able to make those late runs into the box to, to finish. So, uh, overall, Passa... Xavi will worry with his defence. Yeah, you can't have considered 10 when you consider 11. 11 less. Yeah. But it just tells you that last year was just a... Nah, Miss Norma. Yeah. No, an abnormal season. Last year was just an abnormal season. Yeah, but they also have multiple options in defence. Inigo Martinez needs a chance. He needs to play. Uh, we need to see him. We don't more. talk about Christensen enough, though. He's yeah, been their best and, defender. I think, yeah, I think he's been their best defender. Yeah. Even, though always, even though the Spanish media are always saying that uh, they would rather be seeing Jus Kunde and uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, and yeah. Ho. Aroga is, is not is one defender that I really don't rate. Aroga is not dependable <laughs> because not, of injuries. Although I think he's a good defender yeah. in the one-on-ones. As far as the classical, you always see him. He's always showing up the classicals. Mm-hmm. Classical is in two weeks now, yeah. three weeks. Don't worry, he's That's right nice. back. He's going to play right back. <laughs> Vinicius. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. But I think Christensen gives them a proper More base. balance, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't get enough credit. He yeah, he doesn't. Credit. He doesn't get enough credit. So, um, overall, it's interesting that at some point we felt that Barca were going to steal a match on the rest, and now all of a sudden they are third. Behind no, Gina I was never confident about Barcelona's season. Yeah. No, if you look at the way Real kind of stumbled, 
looking at the Madrid derby, it looked like, oh God, yeah, what's going to happen? Yeah. And it's not possible you're going to see the match on there. All of a sudden, it's, you know, the two weeks is a long time in football sometimes when everything just kind of... I wasn't carried with Barcelona last season. Of course, nobody yeah. was carried away. How many won news? Because the foundation, foundation the foundation of their title winning season last season, the foundation was in defence. Yeah. And now that defence is... It's comely. Yeah. No, I think they've found that. <laughs> they almost I, won the game, by the way, and I don't understand, although... They said it was there a very was interference. funny uh, interpretation. Said Fernando Torres was interfering. What was interfering with? You know. So I think and that denied me money, by the way. <laughs> yes, sir. That was the worst team in the league. It denied me money too, actually. And that's, that's why also Barcelona will not be happy. They're coming off the Champions League where the media didn't, despite winning, they felt they didn't play well. Yeah. And now you're up against the worst team in the league. And I, because because we all went away and got a good result. Yeah. So that's why. So you have, you know, the, that division in the media also depends on how well, how well the expected yeah. teams yeah, perform. Yeah, yeah. And note that Atletico also lost a lead, came back and won against Sociedad. Uh, Feyenoord. Okay, okay. In that one. Yeah. So that, all that put together, of course, Barcelona was going to be, if they were supposed to be in the front page, they were going to find their way in the middle page of But back. speak of Atletico Madrid, Diego Simeone is about to extend his contract again, 12 years and still going on strong. <laughs> There was a part in the documentary that he focused on Diego Simeone. This really is a proper tout in that background documentary. <laughs> the game against... Did they interview him? Yes, now. They interviewed oh. him. The game against Inter, he was at Inter when United played him in 99. So, they focused on both of them where they were going to shake hands. That's really not tout. The way we carry on, go give back up. And then they exchanged jerseys. Uh, after game. the game, and you know, there was a lot of, and he said, "Breaker, what happened to Jesse?" Say, I actually framed it. Oh wow! Say so he framed it. So back to Simon. Look, how do you explain a relationship that seemed to be lost at a point that seemed to have come to an end? Yeah, a relationship that was approaching divorce. Yeah, and, and then they and found. The court, you know what the court always tell you when you want to divorce. Uh, see, just separate out. and try and work it out. Uh, we'll give you one year. One year. <laughs> try and work it out and come back. That's exactly. So they went on that process of working it out and they're back stronger. No, they went on that process of working it out. Won the championship. Yeah. And they came. No, no, no. I, I thought that when they won the championship, no. there was, things were cordial. No, things were, things were, things were on the nose dive. It was like the, the year before the championship, everybody was saying the cycle has ended. No, the wait. Yeah. Wait, how many titles did how many La Liga titles did Simeone win? It's two now. It's just two. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first one with them, David Villa, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, okay, I understand the second one you're talking yeah. about. Now. Yeah. So everyone was like, the cycle is over. Yeah, he has yeah, tried. Yeah. Two Champions League finals, one Europa League. He's made them competitive, you know. Cycle is over. Then that season goes, next season, boom. When Griezmann left for Barca, they won the league. And everybody was like, oh, okay. Then last season. It seemed like, okay, well, um, we're at that point where Atletico needs to be heading in a new direction. And what happens? He plays his, uh, he manages the 600 and something, something. Is the 692nd game or thereabout was commemorated. And we're thinking, this is Simone's last season. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, after the World pick up game, Atletico are flying. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And now they're are playing well, man. Yeah. The man of their victory against Sociedad, who are high flyers Fine, yeah. equally. Were a very disturbing team. Yeah. 
Uh, but, but at the same time, they haven't lost By the, way, the last 10 games. Oh, I don't know if it was you. I, I wasn't a wager, but I also stuck on my neck for Atletico Madrid win the league. Yeah, yeah, you said so. I said so, right? Yeah. So I'm on Leverkusen and Atletico yeah. Madrid. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Since when these two sides win the league. Can I add one more to it? Oh, yeah. Also win the Premier League? Ah, uh, no, she <laughs> By the way, bring out receipts. Prediction. Oh, you know I actually didn't look at that thing, sir. You didn't look at what? No, sir. Open it. No, I haven't opened it. Don't worry. Uh, but so did you win? Open it now. Ask no, sir, sir. No, sir. You, know, you didn't add it to the scoreboard. No, I didn't. Why? I completely forgot, actually. Okay, but can we revisit our predictions, please? Uh, do we, do we have farmers, by the way? No, we don't have farmers. All right, so please. I have actually forgot, sincerely speaking. Oh, so you didn't even take it down? You I didn't, didn't take it down? Oh, okay, so. Um, I think we'll just keep we it We have time, don't worry. Yeah, we, have we, have we even have the international break. Uh, so we'll come back next week. So we'll week come back next week. That's if we record next week, Monday. Please remind That's me. That's if then. we come back next week, Monday. What do you want to talk about next week, Monday? We'll Maybe. find something to talk about. We'll find something available. Uh, okay. Not today. <laughs> not today. We'll find something to talk about, man. Maybe JJ Okocha will have released his biopic, man. <laughs> See, that's interesting thing. Can, of course, huh? Can JJ Kocha put out a proper bio? Where is the where, where which documents he gets? Which videos he gets? Which oh, videos? Uncle Uncle told told me a story about when JJ was getting married in Turkey. When he was going to marry, that a Turkish TV station contacted him mm -hmm. that they wanted footage of JJ playing when he was arranged at here. Wow. That he looked for it. He couldn't, he find, couldn't it. find it. And they were going to pay good money. That he looked for footage everywhere. We are really bad on We're this bad. side. Yeah, We're terrible. In terms of um, documenting, Document. yeah, We're terrible. It's a shame. Huge shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a huge, yeah. huge shame. It's, it's, it's really terrible. Shame. Like yeah, you mentioned, Beckham at fourteen, you still get the. Can you imagine? You know. I said, Wally, Michael Lowen, before he bust out, I had seen footage of him as a 13, 14 year old. There is one footage I saw of uh, this boy, Leon Bailey. Uh -huh. Barely when he was like seven, eight. Talk, ah, Giannis When he used to pick a uh, day for a uh, basketball court, trying to help his uh, the other bigger players mm. to get balls clean, whatever. And talked about uh, the fact that at the point in time, he said they asked him what do you want to be. So he wants to be the best NBA player in the world. He was saying this as a 10, 11 year old. He mm. did. Should be in documentary day yeah. for in biopic day for uh, Netflix too now. Janice. Yes, sir. Janice yeah. has been now. Yes, ah, sir. I'll check it out. I haven't seen it. Lovely. I, I think I've only seen I've touched one episode. Ah, that should be the next one. So, super, super. Uh, that would be happy because Janice is doing like that. Janice is doing like that. We don't see the footage. And we can, we can change that. We can. we can start now. We can, we can start it's now. Never it's never too late. It's already late, but we can still start. V Fred in the, at MFM. I'm not sure he has there's footage. There's no footage. I can assure you there's no footage of it. But him. also, maybe it is. See. We can also lay blame, but maybe we also should apply the handbrakes here. It is not in our culture, it's not in our DNA. Yeah, that's we don't no, even our Right from them backs, those 14, 15, mm. 10 years old, they don't they get camcorder. Wally. They don't Wally. They record all of this. Wally, it's not even about camcorder. Wally, who's the all time leading scorer in Nigerian league history? Ah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Do we know? Let's ask our senior colleagues. Do we know? Ask them in England, who's the author of the English issue? They'll tell you, Jimmy Greaves, he's there. The, the, the record is, I think, 350-something goes. Nobody's going to catch, up that, to catch up with that thing. Never. Eh? Too bad. Uh -huh. Too bad. We don't. 
All the all, why don't we have you have ESPN Classic? Yeah, yeah. Right? You have ESPN Classic. And if you have it, you sure. Why don't we have NT Classic? Big shout out to my my cable. I watched Nigeria Zambia last week. Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Claire. I don't in know H where they got the footage from. I so I I know I watched nineteen minutes of Nigeria Zambia and it was a good watch. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Premier League, shall we? Um, and um, start with the big game of the weekend. Yeah. Arsenal won Manchester City nil. And, Which um, has made Wally extremely... No, this was a game that was destined for it. I thought both sides were even happy with the draw. And yeah, stroke like of fortune, you know, deflected strike. I'm happy Wally is saying this because... Um, because why? Some of your colleagues. Which of my colleagues? Your fellow Arsenal fans. Why do you know I'm an Arsenal fan? Uh, are you okay? The whole world knows I support good football. You're a front. You're a front. A proper front. The whole world knows I support a team that plays great football. Oh, God. Okay, carry on. Do you think, or do you agree? I think it was someone, I don't know, it was Matt Barlow. And he was writing and saying, he felt this was Arsenal's biggest win since 2004. Yeah, true. Really? Yeah. On match day, if you haven't beaten, if match you day have, eight or nine? If you haven't beaten a team in eight years, and that is the one team that stands in your way to winning the first title in 20 years, it's a big win. It's a big win because if you look at Arsenal's performances against City over the last few years, by the charity shield, mm -hmm. The golfing class has always been there. And City, they seem to be somewhat like a mental block in playing Manchester City. Even in the early stage, you see, you got to feel that muscle memory was still saying that City was still the better side. Oh, yeah. Because they started a bit yeah, better than Arsenal. Yeah. So, you now get, even if it was, like you said, it was a stroke of luck or whatever, that victory takes you off, takes you over a huge hurdle. And the next time you play City again, you you know that you'd be telling yourself, you have beaten them before. Yeah. You can beat them again. You know, and also helps you to navigate so-called other hurdles that you potentially would have had to face during courses. Because you'd be like, if we're good enough to be Manchester City, we're good enough to comfortably win the league. So when we face teams like Liverpool, who we know we always struggle against if you go to Anfield, you tell yourself. If we can beat Man City, why can't we beat Liverpool? Especially in Anfield. So, you get to that point, it's, 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 a, it's a huge psychological victory for Arsenal as a team, knowing that, yes, we've got this monkey off our back. <laughs> Another monkey. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> we've got this monkey off our back, and then we can now eventually progress and probably call ourselves legitimate title contenders again. All right. Um, what do you think missed um, their best player? More, um, don't let us have KDB in this conversation because yeah, has he not, hasn't played. Yeah. yeah, let's have Rodri in this picture. Yeah. Saka Rodri, the three games is missed this season. They've lost, have lost all the three. Yeah, Saka also missed out. Although I thought there was some mind games with Saka because I think on Friday, yeah. I was saying that Saka was in contention. Yeah. Maybe Guardiola also have been preparing his team with the prospect of having Saka playing, and bam, Saka was not even on the bench. Who missed? Yeah, them so most? the future of it is that. Is that if you look at the way City set up yesterday, you will know that he set up to have Saka in play. 
Why? Look at the way Gravidon's position is all true. Saka doesn't hug the touchline. He comes inside. The way Jesus hugged the touchline throughout mm -hmm. yesterday. So you saw that Arsenal were doing a lot of diagonal balls to Jesus yeah. wide to take charge of the space. That you could also know that Ateta also had a plan for Guardiola who was playing an unnatural position yeah. as well. Because and a think, lot of Arsenal... And whether we like it or not, Pep used to actually come off it. He used to come off it. Four centre-backs? This four centre-backs used to come off it. Jamie gives him an extra, an extra layer of protection. I know. But at the same time, if Arsenal had a... Let's say Arsenal had a winger like Mahrez mm? yesterday. He had killed City. On that side. Yeah, because, of... because actually, um, I agree with you. Because Asus saw the, uh, uh, the thought okay. lines that he was ignoring the runs of Ben White. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was ignoring it a lot of times. So imagine... And what Saka does is Saka comes inside and always, you know, tries to get the ball to the byline for, for Ben White. So imagine... Or he can even go himself. Go, yeah. yeah. So imagine you have a, a very prolific winger. Imagine you have Musala on that <clears> left, hugging that touchline. That's King City alive. But what he also saw was Pep Guardiola also trying to make up for the miss of Rodri by bringing in about three midfielders. Yeah. So you could see. You, you guys feel like he wanted to slow the game down. He was trying to. But I wonder why. Benzema was playing in those zones. Rico Lewis was playing in that yeah. zone. Matteo Kovacic was, was locking much. up to Angus Was also playing in that zone. But it's a huge indictment also to the business it did this season. How? Matteo Lunes. Seeing that you spent how much on him. And it wasn't good enough to start in that game. Yamidoku obviously shows the gothic club. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a big game. No, I do. I agree yeah, it's a big game. It's a big saying... game. And we, what, we've, what we've seen, the new iteration of, of City, last season was, was bang, 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 right? Was about holding the, 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 the ball. They were, they were more patient, not even bang, bang. They were more patient last season. Patient possession. Exactly, they're not rushing. Up, uh, this season, is bringing in players who could be explosive. So you watch some games where City start with Foden, Haaland, Alvarez and Doku, right? And sometimes you can throw a match in into it because all of these players are ball carriers, ball runners, bang, bang. But there are some games, like the Arsenal game, where he had to revert back to last season and see. Yeah, but the personnel... You could see that City were happy with the draw yesterday. Yeah, they were. And that is respect to, to what Arsenal have done no, over the years. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I'm saying that, that it also shows you that the personnel that... Utilized to do that. It's not good enough. Was not good enough over, over the fact that you're trying to use three players to compensate for the absence of one. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of tempo that Rodri creates with or without the ball, you they, can't. You they, couldn't they find it. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't find it with those three. Average had to be shunted out wide. Come on. Yeah. And I also, and you see, I, I said this last week. Managers have to, have to, have to move away from the comfort zone. Well, I mean, comfort zone in terms of formation, comfort zone in terms of personnel. Why didn't he take out Haaland yesterday? It was completely absent. Yeah, but Look, what could he have I, done? I, I mentioned something about Willian. I <laughs> yeah, said we, some weight now. Yeah, I said which manager takes off Haaland? You can, because he was in the factor. Because you know that any well, moment... No shot of target. No shot of target. Players, see, this is not the first time Wally. he would have a stinker. Wally. Wally. But well, guess what? That guy you've mentioned mm. is the top scorer in the league. What are we saying? I, I'm not disputing. That guy next week or in two weeks' time, he's going to call it probably scores a trick. Yeah. And all but, of this, your talk goes but, out in the window. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Because at the biggest game of the season, we failed to have z no impact. Wait. Why I'm saying this is that, first of all, let me give credit to William Saliba. I think he's the and best. And Gabriel? 
I think Saliba has, has been getting a lot of praise, but I think Gabriel is Arsenal's best defender. And I say it without fear or favor that that's the reason why. I, I think it feels once again those thoughts that Arsenal season crumbled last season. Yeah, and I said that a lot of people care for me. I said what I'm yeah. putting in my team of the season. That his absence, compare his performance with Haaland to Robodu with Haaland last season. No, of course we know we know yeah. this. So, so give him his due credit. Saliba was excellent. However, City's best chance up front throughout that game was with an average. And, and it was the first error from David Ryan? Yeah. So, no. Whether the error or not, overall, the intensity, pressure, yeah, industry, I mean, I'm not gonna, you don't, I can't take off. If I was I manager, put, it, I'm not no. taking off Ireland. Why can't you? I can't. Why? Because he's... He was completely ineffectual. Because, see, I am, it's a city who could produce something and you need a that's striker the, to be able to get another fit. Ireland is... No, no, no. That's not going to produce anything. Yeah, I mean, see, you know I had a stinker because Arsenal stuck to the plan. Yeah. Um, crucially, I thought Arsenal, over the over the over the the last couple of weeks, a lot of critics have talked about how Arsenal have been too emotional. Even Thierry talked about it. That's why when they play at home, they're always too emotional. And yesterday you could see that there was a balance. They were taking the extra pass. They were not rushing it. They also looked like they were content with the draw. Now, now, now let me tell you now, why I also I, I, see. I was, sorry, I was going somewhere. I thought that they improved like in their maturity. Did you notice that this season, Arsenal have had clean sheets away from home? Well, they fact, have, they had all that. their away games, they've had clean sheets this season. They had that in fact, away minutes. from home, Arsenal have scored first yeah. in most of the games. Why? Because the pressure away from home is not as if. Yeah. But yesterday, they managed it better. Mm -hmm. Even when the, the fans were urging them to go for the kill, you, go for the kill. Do you agree that the supporter has not faced the double pivot now? In the big games, in games like City, you, why would you play double pivot against Bournemouth? Ah, why would you play Bournemouth? Has won so, in, see, in, 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 the, in the big games, season. you need a plan, and you could see that in the in the in yeah, last season. Spurs, did play double pivot. Last last season, you could see that. Arteta oh, was, Spurs is not a big game again. Against Spurs, he didn't play double pivot against Spurs because he knew the. You see, for every game, there's a plan. Yeah, every but, game is different. But the bottom line still remains that it's important in the big games to play double pivot. I not rely overly on Declan Rice. I do not think Declan Rice thrives without having somebody to play beside no, him. I mean, let's be very honest. I thought, I thought the foundation of, of yesterday's victory was about the double pivot. I thought it was about Saliba, Gabriel, yeah. and Declan Rice. And like Gary Neville said after the game, and I agree totally, these three players have to be fit all through the season for ah. Arsenal. <laughs> Their season relies on these three players because Declan Rice has... As, as given us an upgrade yeah, in that, in that you, position. You can't, you can't take out the impact of Jorginho as well. I can't. But that same Jorginho also gave a stink against Spurs. Yeah, but from a... From a from, Jorginho came on against Spurs and he didn't start the game against Spurs. But we had a stinker. Yeah, but he started the game against Spurs. Gave the ball away in a very crucial moment. But I'm saying that at the same time, in terms of tempo, distribution, what have you, Jorginho showed how important it is. See, what, what Jorginho offers is what I talked about how Arsenal, when they play at the Emirates, needed not to rush things. Take it easy. Yeah. Get that extra pass once again. Exactly. City do that a whole lot. Yeah. You guys will frost the fans might groan. Even look at Raya. His deliberate attempt to slow down before distributing. Mm. And that's that was what the instruction he gave it to, he gave ah, to him. Until the cause it go. Anyways. But <laughs> what, I'm, what what I, I think that Declan Rice has really improved us in that in that position. Yes, he um has. I think it's an upgrade on Thomas Pate. Let's be very honest. Pate is a goal with the ball. I don't I still it's don't good. think wait. Upgrade. I, I'm not having that conversation. It's an upgrade in terms of availability. Uh -huh, finish. It's also an upgrade in terms of physicality as well. You could see yesterday, he was the silent worker. He was the guy who was going 
under the radar. There was, there was one point where he did a recovery tackle on whoever was carrying the ball for Sydney Bennett. He was really the starting worker and his positional awareness, Pate doesn't have it. Let's be very honest. The way he, he senses danger. That's he, why I say, I don't, I think they complement themselves when they play together. No, I, I don't, think I, I don't even compliment. I, 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 prefer, I prefer a Jorginho Declan Rice axis. So, so, so understand my point is that my the basis is that I think there needs to be a compliment. A compliment to the personnel available to us now. Not in the individuals, but in the function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I partly agree with you, but I think this is only for the big games. Probably, I mean, Etihad, second leg, you need to have this kind of extra layer of, of protection. But crucially, Saliba is very important for us. Very, extremely important. Very, very, very important for them. If it lasts the season, maybe Arsenal wins the league, yeah. who knows. But um, up front, Arsenal still need an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> I finally agree. You agree? Yeah. You agree? Well, <laughs> I, I think that I think that for for all of the all of the, the all of the press press, Asus and Keta will offer you, also like a killer. Yeah. They like someone who is cold blooded, and you could see that in those chances or that one or two chances. Yeah, chances I mean, look at Keta cuts in and hits the ball with his laces or something like that. So. Um, maybe Ivan Tony does that in January, left to be seen. Um, I also thought they missed Saka too, because Odegaard missed Saka as well. Yeah, that, that, you see, those, those, you're those getting the axis. Those combinations, axis. yeah. And that combination, that axis could have caused it enough for Blair. Yeah, because you could see a bit of cluelessness when Jesus got on the ball wide, yeah. and then he doesn't know whether he should take on the defender, then he comes back. And when the ball comes to other guard, he doesn't know the run to make. Unlike if Saka was playing, if he cuts back to other guard, you know that he's going to make a run. That other guy is eventually going to be able to find him in the box. So mm. it was obvious. By the way, Pep Guardiola seems not worried after the game. I don't know if he's trying Pep to is make never a worried. Brave front. No, Pep, no. I don't know if it's a brave front or he's being realistic. We've been in this position before. He's been here before. And that's the no. realistic thing. Yeah. It's his early doors. <laughs> Well, it's, 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 games, we are not even on match day 10, yeah. 10 games. And Arsenal are just two points ahead of City. So he's been here before. But we, are, we admit that it was a win Arsenal needed oh, yeah. For, yeah. For, for their for the psychology. Yeah. Yeah. For the it was very, very important for them. For them so. yeah. Very important win, and they got it. And they got it. He do credit to them. Um, from a defensive standpoint, it's a, they will learn, Arsenal will learn a lot of lessons from that performance. And that those lessons will be able to stand them in good stead for the entire run to the end of the season. Critical. <laughs> Martinelli's directness also helped a lot. He wasn't even fit. He wasn't 100 percent Yeah, it wasn't fit. But yeah. the moment Trosser was having a nightmare against Kai Walker. He was having a nightmare. It was as if Walker was like was like had the mask screen on, like the mask on. Like, he was scared. Yeah, he couldn't take him up. Every time he had the ball, he was going back. He was going back. You know, so he went off half time and Martinelli's directness really helped. And I mean, all subs, you know, contributed to the goal. Yeah. Which was sometimes very good for a manager's psyche when all of this happens and it yeah, comes yeah. together. The manager gets all the plaudits. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a good win. Good win. Um, but it's still a little sit. Spurs are, Spurs won the league to end now. Before? Yeah, but unfortunately. If not, you go. One of the Spurs fans. Because Spurs are going to stop the count. Stop Spurs the count. Are about the, also about to enter a rut. His Bissouma got sent off. It's a critical as yeah. critical call, but it's I only think, one match. I think there are injuries, problems on the start. Yeah. 
Paris's out of the season. Yeah, but see, the test of the squad will be going yeah. into I'm not sure it's a deep enough squad. And when January comes along, it'll be small good to the Yeah, yeah. But the Ange vibe is still like going on strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be nice to see how long they, how long they can carry on with them. But that takes me to United. It'll be nice to see if this can be a spring ball. But we'll be here I hope so. Times. I remember, <laughs> um, you mentioned Steve Bruce, we mentioned Steve earlier on. Remember that is um, comeback from behind yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, 1993. Um, that led them to winning their first Premier League title. Yeah. Honestly, Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Um, David Beckham, we talked about him. It's two corner kicks. Springboard for United to, you know. Yeah. Now, can to this be a springboard? Yeah, it needs to be a springboard because... Um, well, you know how many springboards you guys have? Ah, uh, we have enough springboards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's interesting when they say... Uh, yes, sir. The two guys that should not have been at United at the moment combined... Why assist for McTominay? Would have thought about that. So, you know, so. Uh, but there's still a lot of issues, and this is where I always, as I've said before, coaches need to be able to take a bit of a, take a bit of a gamble. United is a totally unbalanced. But you guys don't encourage them to take gambles. Two weeks ago, mm. no, it wasn't two weeks. It was the episode after the international break. McTominay scores a brace for Scotland, and I put it to you. Alex Mackley says that he should be playing regularly and playing a bit forward for, for United, that, yeah. and you scoffed at it. But guess what? This guy comes in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you scoffed at it. And this guy comes in again against Brentford and, and scores forward. two in about two, three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying, the, 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 the gamble I'm talking about is impersonal. Personal in the sense that United's three fullbacks are all injured. Casemiro is out of sorts. Wait, Drop now, him. calm down. I'm talking about, I'm, that's, why, that's where the whole balance is. The team is completely off balance. There's no balance in the team. You have no left back. Are you telling me that there's no one left back in the academy? You can't throw an that, academy boy into the Premier League. It's, it's the Premier have League. Done, many people have done it before. Yemi, Yemi it is the Premier because League. Because Lewis is playing for City today. Do you know? How, do you know how many how many trainings? Mm. How many how many of the uh, how many substitution uh, mm. appearances made before he became a starter? Good. Because Lewis are talking about mm. only as not even started the game until yesterday. No, he in had. In the Premier League. He had. In the Premier League. He had. No starts. He had. Check last season. When, this season. That? I'm saying this season. Last, but last season, he started against some City. I'm when saying, I'm saying this season. He hasn't even started the game. Yes, but at the same time, somebody decided to take <laughs> a lifeline with him. Took a gamble and that's Pep. When United had lose, I will always say, United had a crisis of 11, 11 first team players injured. What happened? But I had to get the likes of Paddy McClane, Tyler Bartlett. So we are there now. Jackson. We are there. Whichever, whatever happens, them, that's their own business. But the bottom line is that they were given a chance and they stick their team and play consistently for Manchester United. And United were losing games. In the season, no, but, but United won some games at the same time. Losing games. It's but not that good in my season. But United won the league at some time in that season. What I'm saying is that for balance, they, have, they don't have any balance now. And it's obvious because you are fitting square pegs in a round hole. And that makes it worse for the team as a whole. That's why you cannot single out Casemiro and say, hey, when Casemiro went out uh, that day and Robert was fully missing, there was a semblance of, of, you know, balance in the team. That is what I think is critical. Hopefully by the end of the international window, one of them comes back and then you have some balance. In, in, the, in fact, when I saw the lineup with Johnny Evans and, and Maguire, I said, no. <laughs> no. Anyways, I'm, 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 on the other hand, I'm worried for Brentford. They've become a very, very poor side. Um, their numbers here make for bad, bad, bad reading. Eight games, one win, seven points. 
and they're going under. The, nobody's talking about them. Um, nobody's talking about how bad they're. Yeah, and they really need someone to save them. I remember. I mean, this is their first crisis. Yes, since they came up. Since their first season, I remember who saved them. Christian Eriksen. Yeah, was one, he was one. He was one who ruined them again because he was. He played the crucial <laughs> part. So they need someone to really save them. I talked about. I thought last week, they are really missing David Raya. The assurance killer at the, the back. back. Yeah. I well, you know what was in goal for them? Thomas Strakosha. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're missing that a bit of leadership at the back also is missing as well. Yeah, but this, um, but they had it, it, it's a penalty. But they shouldn't be losing that game. Yes, you shouldn't. shouldn't have lost. I think they have any nah, draw. They should have lost the game. I thought their first staff was good at Old Trafford. They played well. They pressed well. Um Onana. Also made a very crucial save in the second half. No, nobody's going to talk about nobody's that. Nobody's going to talk about that. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that. So, we'll one or two, yeah. Yes. Made a crucial save, but I mean, it's his <laughs> first goal, the goal he considered takes, grabs the headlines. Yeah, yeah but um, you cannot drop on an right now. No, you can't. Because if you because drop it, you know the, what it means. The reserve guy is... Apart from, the, apart from Bayern there, this is the reserve guy. If you drop him, it is you raising your hands in the air. See? That 43 million, 45 million I was spent, you it, yeah. So you have to stick with it. Yeah, you have to stick with you it. You have to ride the tide. Did you see what the guy did after United considered? Mm. He posted a picture. He was playing. He was playing a video game. Uh, As United considered, they just post picture. And they play we, video game. We read it. And see, the more Onana continues to misfire, so this talk of the guy will not go. It's and good. it's important for Onana to to step up. So. This yeah, shadow but, of, of, but it's of not Onana alone. It's not Onana alone. Yeah, Every goalkeeper is as good as the defence line that is in front of him as well. So, haven't we seen where United have brought the World So, you don't have a defence line that can at least hold things against Brentford? But we don't. Against Brentford? Manchester United don't. It's a really sad situation that the structure and the balance of the team is all over the place. United have had a World Cup winning goalkeeper before and he had issues. Fabio Mattes when he first joined. Mattes was never good, was never in any quality. Yeah, but he's a World Cup goalkeeper, World Cup winning goalkeeper. Uh, just like Willie Sanya is a World Cup winner at right back. Anybody <laughs> can win the World Cup. So you see, every goalkeeper is as good as the defence line right in front of him because it's the last line of defence. So the guys in front of him have to do their job first before he now they call on him. So I think United need to sort out the balance. Once the balance is sorted, the team can now, you cannot talk about working together as a team. And then some players are also obviously off, off form. Bruno, Rashford. Rashford especially. Yeah. And you continue to wonder why a manager consistently takes off Rashford when they need to score goals. And it is very yeah, bad for the player. Yeah. Starting diving on the player. Yeah, the player has to really, really look at himself and yeah. try to get back, you know, in form. Because I it's remember not we good two weeks ago, that even the players United have on the bench are impact players. Impact players. Yeah, no. They're impact players. Rashford has to really, really rediscover himself. Yeah. It is so. Oiland has been, has been good, but also we have to apply some perspective. Oiland has not scored a Premier League goal. Yeah, he hasn't. So we have so to apply. He's done some, most of his work in the Champions Yeah, we have to apply some perspective. Um, signings are not working at United. I don't yeah. know why. The last signing that worked at United was who? Ooh, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno. Yeah. Maybe Casemiro as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a good first season. One season. Mm. So we can still call him one season one. Mm. But Bruno Fernandes, uh, players don't come to United and, and develop. The only one also has to be. Maybe I can have Luxor, but Luxor took a bit of time. Yeah, took some time. So <laughs> it's really worrying that the environment at Old Trafford is not like. Not, um, yeah. 
All right, um, we'll talk about the relegated teams in a bit. We're wrapping up in a bit. I mean, we've been talking for about almost um, three hours here. Um, let's talk Newcastle. I saw the headline on Daily Mail. Kudos to Mohamed. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> that was good for West Ham. And, I mean, good finish. Oh, yeah, good finish. I said Kudos finish, yeah. yeah, yeah I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah but it was a deserved result. Yeah, but Newcastle would be really, really, really disappointed. They couldn't get three points. I mean, you go from the height high of, of PSG. But by the way, big shout out to them for that. It yeah. was it was a win that was based on the foundations of emotion, Some of intensity. passion, intensity, yeah. classic English football. But at and, the same time, and the Parisians didn't understand it. And at the same time, with total disrespect from PSG as well. How do you go for two for Yes, Newcastle? Are you mad? Massive disrespect. Are you mad? You go, Mbappe, Colomani, Gonzalo Ramos. And then Billy. You now put two midfielders. Yeah. Hoping that when those ones, those Gongo shoot. Say if the Gongo shoot don't press, if yeah. Newcastle don't press, you find spaces. Where? Someone's pressed the life out of them. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? Before the lineup came out, I was like, easy picking, PSG yeah. wins this. Yeah. I was with Tony Young. And lineup comes out and Tony Young, I've not seen this lineup, Tony Young says, bros, there's no way Newcastle, uh, uh, PSG is winning this game. I look at it, 4 to 4. What the hell? <laughs> oh, that's massive. And you know, you know, I was disappointed with that setup. It's coming from a manager who has won the Champions League before. You know, who this knows thing. the requirements? You know, you know the requirements. You know, this is the Champions League. It'd be like, it'd be like when uh, Pellegrini and in the early days of Pep at City, they go open their server for Champions League. Yeah. They go, they, they remember the Monaco game. When second leg. Fakao, Fakao. It just opened everywhere. Later, they don't tell them. Yeah. Show everything up. Yeah. Close it down. I know. No, it was disappointing. It was, it was, it was disappointing. Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that's the end of 4 to 4. I'm telling you, what <laughs> be that? What be that? I'll we'll try that. again. Ah. No, no, if he had gone, you know, I didn't even see the lineup. So watching the game, I didn't know Romani started. It was oh. Ramos at first saw. So I said, okay, this guy has gone for 3 3. Okay. And now look at that. But who's the third midfielder? Ah, that's what I now went to check. That's what I said. Zari Emery. 4 2 for me. Wait, please. No, we're run there for midfield. I also thought he also tried to say, okay, let me isolate Dambon from Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe no not get any shot. See, in fact, L'Equipe gave him 2 over 10. And I believe those two, these are the national. One say even play the game. <laughs> then the other one for the shots where he gets in like this game. It was woefully, it was non existent. Yeah, but Newcastle are really, really overriding. See, yeah. nobody has seen this coming. Yeah. They're riding a very, very interesting crest here. And and the interesting thing is that, you know, well, we 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 also said at the start of the season that we'll see how well it is that they cope. With Europe, they're also somehow flexing a bit of depth. No, they are a deep score, they have got a deep score. And Isaac has worked out. Isaac has worked out perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Gordon is working out where. After last season, yeah. yeah I think I mentioned it to some a couple of guys yeah. that Gordon was going to work yeah, out. Yeah. Gordon is working well. I don't understand the backlash that Sandro Tonali gets from Newcastle fans and certain sections of the fans. Like they say he's not fitting in well. Yeah. He, he, I see, don't understand it. I yeah. still, I'm still trying to. Work out I, I think I agree. I agree why that you. notion is coming up? Number one, culturally hasn't fitted in, which is expected. This is yeah. Italian. Um, positionally, he's also suffering to, from what Yuri Tillemans is suffering from at Villa. Mm. 
you can't really pick out what his formation, his position is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you see, I, I it think, will take a bit of time for him. I to think be able the to... conversation around that has to be the personnel you surround him with. So at Milan, he's, he played well with the people that complimented him. Mm -hmm. Now I think with the eye of tank style that Newcastle wants to bring on board, he suffers with having Brooke Mares and uh, what's his name, Sean Longstaff or John Linton. I think that is where the issue is. So you need to probably potentially figure out what works best for him to really get the best out of it. Yeah. Um, started, then, started well. Started well, but yeah. all of a sudden, I mean, yeah. that they're saying some, so many things about him. Then I think they're going to also enjoy him more in the Champions, Champions League, League, where the yeah. tempo is... Slower. Yeah. Right. The, the Continental game is a bit slower, yeah. so he can pick his passes in the Premier League. Before you hold the ball like this, somebody don't slap at you. No time. No, no time. And you know it's coming from a different French, yeah. league yeah. where it's a bit calm. Yeah, so yeah. it will take a bit of time. Yeah, yeah but I'm sure it will adjust. It will adjust. Um, Brighton Liverpool was a good was a good watch. Yeah, it was a good watch. Yeah, that was a good watch. A uh, good Brighton watch. have suddenly developed to becoming a bogey team for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, that's the only team Klopp hasn't beaten. Yeah. Six games, I think three draws, three losses. And Brighton returned to their, if they are good, they are very good. good. Yeah. Yeah. All of no, these are, no. They, oh, no. They, they, they were bad habits now, ah, yes. see. Mm. And those bad habits, you know where it comes from? <laughs> playing from the back. <laughs> see, I don't see this well, play, well, I love playing from the back, but sometimes find balance, <laughs> use common sense. You see dangerous deepers from the back. <laughs> no. Apply common sense. So say, you see this thing I say, and I've loved it if they had scored us now from playing out of the back. Now, justify, you can justify saying Let this. Let fucking poor lump it forward, man. This thing I say, I get frustrated with my kids every Saturday. Oh, no, Brighton do it too. Because we teach them to play out of the back. And sometimes oh. I say, oh, God, don't play out of Back in this, why But I must admit, though, anytime they got away with it, they will go. The progression looks very good. Yeah, the pitch opens up. Yeah. I, even if, in fact, there was um, there was a chance in the first half, probably in the first half, when they did that, and Simon Adingra had a one-on-one. -on -one. That boy, eh? No, fine player now. That boy. Came from the right to dream now. Los Zealand. You know. It, it was good at times. First, first 10 minutes, he already committed two fouls. Mm. So I couldn't put money on him to get the real card. Oh. Okay. Anyways, Liverpool will be, will be disappointed in the amount of the goals they considered. Yeah. Individual errors. Yeah. Um, Van Dijk. Was it ironic that the two man lit up after Trent went off? After he went off? Yeah. I still thought he had some joy against him. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have much joy. He didn't have much joy. It was when Jogo once came on that. And they were behind. Mm, Brighton were behind yeah. at that time. 2 1. But it was a fair result. Yeah. Klopp also admitted it was a fair result. Nah, but once again, he had issues with VAR. Uh, the penalty. No, but that's not a penalty, now. No, I think they awarded a penalty, but they didn't give a, a red card. They scored a, oh, that, uh, no. that is a yeah, penalty that uh, Liverpool. No. Is that not, how is that different from Highlands? Uh, <laughs> I will keep saying it. Did I not say it last week? said he's grown tired of getting... See, let me tell you. They see they, the Premier League finds a way to compensate you. Yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they've compensated them. Everybody for last week. Uh, uh, I got compensated for Brentford. For Brentford. The week after, I think they got uh, yeah, So I said, I don't know who I was telling. I said, don't worry. The Wafu will get something. And they got the penalty. So what's this complaining about? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's the fair result? Um, Brighton are playing City next. Oh, yeah, that should be just. Arsenal are playing Chelsea next. Ah, so we have the bumper package. So United have Chelsea. Uh, United have Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Who should probably have sacked? Who should probably no? It's at uh, Bramall. They probably have sacked Ekin Bottom by then. By then, who knows? But by the way, this is a good time to sack any manager. Oh yeah, you sack. See if you want to sack now. Just sack now. You have two weeks to do for coach. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But the promoted teams. This is the worst. It has not happened since um, Bolton, Barnsley, and uh, what year was that? It was 96, 97. Bolton, Barnsley, and who? Um, I can't remember. It's Coventry. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that. I'm going to look that up. But it's been a nightmarish. But see, we can blame them for all we like. But we also have to temper it with some perspective. Luton don't have investors. Luton is run by the, the, money, they, the money they receive. Mm. So they don't have money to invest. And you're always going to suffer. Luton are happy to get relegated because they know that the... The parachute payments? Yes. Burnley have spent mostly on young players. And um, they've kept favorite with they have the investors, so they're in their infancy. For Sheffield, they, they, allow a guy they are invest. badly run. They, they allow because, a guy invest. For <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield are badly run. Because Sheffield have been in the Premier League a couple of seasons, remember? Yeah. All of the money they've gotten, yeah, so they're what the have they spent of it on? The Euro club. They have not spent it on. They've not, as I said, they are badly run. Mm. But all of these three clubs are up against the massive riches of the Premier League. So. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard for them to stay up. But anyways, Luton, where Luton are right now oh. is where Nottingham Forest were last season. No, same point. Oh, yeah. And Forest yes. stayed up. So, so, yeah, but Forest were able to invest in that in that team. Yeah, but we don't have the investment. Well, if you're if able to bring a Keanu Navas, a Champions League winner, yeah. late in, the season, uh, in January, you brought a Felipe from Atletico Madrid, you had Renalodi from Atletico Madrid, all on loan. You go survive now. If your if your code gets sense, you survive. But what about Bournemouth? New manager, no bounce. <laughs> new manager, no bounce. <laughs> it's supposed progress. to be new manager bounce, but new manager no bounce. Young progressive manager. All in the gimme, in the mud. Anthony Raula. It will work out. See, it will work out. I also think the problem with Raula is. I think he's a decent manager. I'm not disputing. I'm sorry, he did a good but job at Rava. Does he have the talent pool uh-huh. to be able to make whatever he wants to do work? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. The guy only goes shaking and saying, wow. I'm not sure. And he was head scratching once in Bournemouth sack. Yes, yeah. It was head scratching. Uh, no, you know, if you sack the manager, and now maybe you go for a tested and trusted Premier League manager, it's a different, different conversation. Thing, you now went for someone in Spain. Why? Because you two want to... You see, I always say that clubs have to be careful with their expectations. Certain some small clubs, the so-called smaller clubs, have to be careful with their expectations. Expectations in the sense that because you'll be able to hit certain milestones, yeah. you need to be calm and reserved in your expectations, in your desires to climb up the table. Brighton, like we've said, are an anomaly. Where they are today, Yes, they deserve to be ready because it's, you know, a combination of jobs that they've done over time. But at the same time, they, as they are, they cannot afford to get carried away, to start dreaming of they want to win the league or not get to champions. Calm down. So teams like Bournemouth also should have learned from that. I said, look. I think if, if all three, if all three 
promoted teams don't get relegated. Last time it happened was, it only happened once, 97, 98, Bolton, Barnsley, Crystal Palace. All of them went down. Yeah, the same. Three that came Yeah, down. yeah. If one of them fails, if one of them stays up the season, I think Bournemouth will go, go with them. Yeah. That poor. I think the only one out of the three that could stay off is Burnley. That's the only one of the three that could stay up. Could, you know. I think Luton Light, by the way. To stay up. Yeah. You know why? Why? I think that, see, when the season gets, everything gets really in the mix, mm. Luton's style is going to worry a lot of teams. They are a very physical side. Too direct. Especially when they play at home. They're, they're still going to get some points at home. Two up front, big. Strikers, yeah, lump it forward. They're going to worry a lot of teams. I think that they're just it's teething problems. But I, I, I'm going with Luton. It might sound very, very, you know, leftish, but I, Burnley play pretty football, right? But they play pretty but football against end? teams who are better that exactly now. But Burnley, have, see, Burnley against Chelsea didn't start well. Scored, yeah. But they had Chelsea who played pretty than them. And by the way, Chelsea have put together a good run. Yeah, back but, to back wins. Yeah, but. I mean, they've got Arsenal in two weeks, where anything can happen in two weeks. Yeah. But the, the key architect in the little turn on event, Rhyme Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, but what is, what is it with Rhyme Sterling and newly promoted teams? And that's why I cannot <laughs> really believe in what Chelsea have put together. Yeah. They've beaten Burnley. They've beaten Luton. Yeah, so I'm going to you know, temper it a bit. Yeah, we have to wait and see. But he was involved in almost all of the goals. Yeah. Yeah, so it's two, the two best games he's had this season. Against promoted sides, yeah. So they need to step it up. Yeah. The game up. against Fulham, yeah, but they got the result. You know, sometimes when you're in a situation like that, you need it. It's just say with United, you know, when you just need any kind of win. Yeah, just win. You know, to get you out of a rut. So. You think if United had lost against Bradford, that Tenag's job will have been on the line? It'll be, there'll be alarm bells ringing. There'll be alarm bells ringing. I'm sure. But well, you, know, you know that win just paper the cracks? Of course, of course. Yeah. The issues are there. The issues are there. And they need to be dealt with. And I'm hoping, like, it's a good time to go on the international break. It's a good time. So, everybody carry on. So, and it was also good to get a win before the international break. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you, it's you, good people, for... you, you haters out there. You don't want to be the talk of the month. Oh, for, for the two weeks. Yes, sir. <laughs> last season, last month, United were like... the talk now, because after the Arsenal so you don't want to be... It's, yeah, it's good for... It's bad for the dressing room. It's yeah. bad for the club itself. Yeah. yeah. So it also gives you an opportunity to say, okay, look, what are the issues? Just gives a, just gives a good feel yeah. am, in the, amongst the club, yeah. And bringing space. Yeah, exactly. You can go back all these two weeks, watch all the tapes, look at the personnel. Go to the medical room. Yes. Yeah. What can we do to get one of these fullbacks back? Mm -hmm. What can we do here, here, there? Okay, let's look at the academy physically. What do we have? You know, so it's a it's a breathing space. This is a breathing space for. All right. Before we go, who do you think is um, the next Premier League manager getting sacked? Sheffield United. Pollock in bottom. All right. We'll see. Um. By the way, Lens, um, Lyon, three-one up, and. The village people still said, no, 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 not today. You are not winning today. And they're 3-3. Fabio Grosso can't get it. He can't catch a break. I was disappointed for them. <laughs> I was really praying that Leon should get away, uh, honestly. And, I it's mean, sad. it's really, really sad. Sad. So, what's happening in Leon is almost the same thing that's happening at Ajax. I was watching Corinthian Toliso before this game. Mm. The last game they played there, they lost, I think. It was in tears. He couldn't explain it. Like, this is the club that won seven... <laughs> He was in tears. He couldn't put to. They are together. what PSG are today. It's unfortunate. Anyways, see this life. 
It's gone by thunder. It's gone by thunder. Yeah. I think that Leon are a lesson in life. Yeah. But once again, the season is just starting. A lot can change. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot can, can change, yeah. but they have to snap out of it quickly. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> quickly. All right, we got to go. Thank you very much, um, Yemi. And um, Femi has been providing some... Emotional support. Some verbal and um, some non-verbal support. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah non-verbal support. Uh, so, as usual, uh, follow us on the Wale and Yemi Football Podcast. On, on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. On X. Twitter. Yeah, on X. On X. Yeah, go, go X so, what, so, what do you do? You like X. You post. You post. Yeah. yeah you post. Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow me at JBTM442. Uh, at Sports Adibu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. If they ever release, release I'll tell you what. If they release, I'm going to beg that Osa woman. If they collect my password. <laughs> and uh, as always, you can send us uh, fan mails, your questions. Yeah, we're looking forward to your fan mails. Comments, yeah, love to hear from you. And uh, we, we, we have something in the pipeline for you guys. Oh, so yeah. Just keep supporting us with your prayers and uh, something great is coming. Is in the pipeline in the next few weeks, right. uh, you know, for us to give back to our fans and all that. So keep following, keep sending all those that send us messages on Twitter saying they're looking forward to the next episode or they love this episode. We thank you. Those that drop messages on Spotify. Yeah, thank you as well. So yeah. we thank you for that. And I'm still saying it. If you're in Russia listening to us, Senegal listening to us, please, we would like to, you know, get to know you. Please send us a message. Just start speaking some Russian yeah, and so that, French. You know, we can, we can, you know, mm. keep building this community. Yeah. Because I think I, I think I need to get my my Lupin series on French alone. I feel Lupin. No. So I can, I can. <laughs> go, go I'm Lupin. watching Lupin. Lupin. Go Lupin. Is Lupin or Lupin? No, it's Lupin. It's Lupin. I said Lupin. Lupin. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you call it Lupin? Ah. <laughs> you are a bush. <laughs> ah. It's Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, I signed the deal. Like, uh, like Leon. Uh, hey. like Rons. Yeah. Like Rons. Yeah, I'm watching I'm watching like breast. And yeah, but it's breast. Yeah. <laughs> Are you watching Lupin as well? Uh, you're not a fan. I, I watched the first season, but I didn't I didn't like the first episode of the okay. second season. Uh, so I just about the third season is out and um Omasai. Yeah. Please Asani Diop and lovely. Yeah, so far so good. Maybe I should check it out again. When I finish this, the coming. So maybe I can polish and my French. Attend to compose. Yeah. Uh, polish my French. For Russian, I still don't know what to watch here, but. Watch from Russia. All right, that's our offering. All right, let's go into post production and um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye bye. Ciao, ciao.